welcome back to another episode of Bopcast, where I interview people who I think are personally interesting. Most of them are breaking the mold in some way, breaking the status quo, and just living life on their terms. Today, I have somebody who fits this mold. His name is Solis. Solis is an artist, a songwriter, and a rapper. He's most known for his prolific lyrics and his attention to detail when it comes to describing his Puerto Rican culture. I noticed him first on Instagram, recognizing him for his bars and his lyrics, just these hard hitting deep lyrics that you really do have to sit down, uh, think about and actively consume. And that's actually something we touched on in the episode. This episode was wide ranging, it was unexpected, it was surprising. We really went deep on our cultures, my culture, Tret's culture, we covered everything from hip-hop J. Cole and Kendrick Lamar to understanding your cultural identity going back generations. So I hope you enjoyed this wide-ranging conversation with artist, songwriter, and rapper, my great friend, Solis. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Bobcast. Today on the show, I have my guy, Solis. How are you, man? I'm doing good today. Thank you for having me. Anytime, man. I uh, found you on the old Instagram and uh, just found your music and your and your content. Really vibed with it. Uh, really enjoyed your freestyles and, you know, it's like, I think it makes sense to have you on the show. I saw you on another podcast too, so... Um, just wanted to have you on, chop it up and see what we can do here today. Thank so. you. Thank you. I've been trying to do more podcasts. Like, I guess the last one you saw was the Sa- Sabrosa, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been trying to do more podcasts because, uh, I don't know, writing been looking slow for me lately. I ain't even going to lie. But I feel like even though you do a lot of songs, you still need interviews as a good part to uh, dive deep into whatever it is that artist is talking about or whatever that mm-hmm. artist is or whoever that person is. And I feel like that's a perspective that people don't get a lot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Especially from me because I don't put out a lot. So... You know. and, yeah, and it's interesting to me that some artists too. I was watching an interview with Token the other day. You know, are you familiar with him? Token. Token? He's a Trey. Have you heard? It of sounds him? super familiar. Uh, you had him? No, oh, no, no. He, this kid is. If you look up Token and he'll come up, he'll be like the first one. Um, this white kid spits real hard, dude, very fast, and his music is so so like lyrically intense and fast. But then in the interview, like no, like I'm not throwing any shade at all, but it was like. I feel like it was almost difficult for him to talk about like what he did, you know? And so I feel like sometimes you just like leave it all in the art, you know? And other times, it just depends who you are as a personality. I feel like people see judge artists by their music, but like that's just not who they are, you know? Like they're not their music. They're also them as a person, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like, especially in rap, you have to, you, you need to know who that person is. Like legit, it's funny because today, uh, right when I got out of work, I went to go grab a sandwich real quick, and my cousin was showing me, uh, you know, the the rap genius videos, and I don't know what artist it was, but you know how they spit a line and then it cuts to when they give you like the deep dive. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, every bar he was like, I don't, I don't own Gucci, and then it was like, <laughs> oh, I got three women or whatever, and then it cuts and he's like, I got a girl, bro. All these other women are dubs. <laughs> and like every line, like you could just tell it. Yeah, like yeah. he was mad honest. Like I was bullshitting. I was yeah. bullshitting. So you know, I, it is very important to to dive into, especially I feel like in hip hop because a lot of hip hop artists 
create these freaking uh, personas and these these characters, you know, that they're not really that they not really are what they really do. So, you know, and but then you have like an MF Doom who it's like that is the thing. Like the thing is the character, like the character is the artist. Yeah. And you don't yeah. know the person at all. Like you don't even know what is their name. You know, you couldn't even find it. So it's there's it's weird, man. And I I love the conversation of and I love talking to artists about this is separating the art from the artist, you know? Mm. Because that's something that it's kind of a psychological, I guess, uh, avenue that you can go down with yourself as an artist. That where you kind of start to think, oh, what is me versus what's the art? Is it two different things? Am I like a different guy on the street versus when I'm going in and the booth and spitting, you know? Um, I think it depends. Mm -hmm. I I think it really depends because that's a good question in terms of like, in terms of anything really, you know, especially influential people where it's like they influence a generation or they do some crazy historical thing and it's like you dig in dirt on this person and it's like, you know, does that affect the person that he really is or like, Mm. not the person that he really is because that's a part of him, but does that affect what he's done or what he or she has done? You know what I mean? And I think with artists in general, uh, it depends on their purpose. So like the people, like I was saying, the person who ev- whose every line is fake and he's just doing it clearly for uh, financial reasons, you know what I mean? And as long as he's honest in his interviews and in his descriptions and in his, it's like, all right, I respect that. I see why you're doing it. You're very clear cut on why you're doing it. And there's no... Uh, there's no space for misunderstanding that person. You know what I mean? So it depends. Because even book writers, you got those who write autobiographies, those who write uh, fiction, those who write whatever. And it's like, you have to clearly define what this person is doing with this art and then, you know, judge whether it's a part of him or whether it's not. Because you could have artists that are like, let's say somebody like, a, I'm going to say J. Cole, right? somebody who you feel so connected to his music because you feel like he portrays this person that he truly is. You listen to his music and you're like, nah, that's that's not even just J. Cole, that's Jermaine Cole. You know what I'm saying? And you hear it, you feel it, and it's like, he doesn't give you any hints as to like, this isn't me. So with a person like that, it's like when you, if a person like him does something crazy outlandish, it's like, damn, J. Cole did that? You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. I guess like even the R. Kelly thing. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like you write all these phenomenal songs about love and MJ, about this. whoever you want to throw in there. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. And it's like pick a name. Yeah, pick a name. Yeah. And and if you don't, yeah, it's it, you got to d- distinguish who is his art or her art and who isn't. Dude, when people when I'm like I said I'm a wedding DJ and for people who listen to the podcast probably know this by now but some people there's a do not playlist you know and meaning like don't play any of these songs or these artists and Mm. some i got a few r kelly's and a few mj's it doesn't happen often but when i do get it i'm like first of all like this is first of all this is a bigger conversation because is this wedding for you or is it for the guest or who's it for does that mean none of your guests want mj because mj i've played three mj songs in a row and had the dance floor popping right so i'm like why not mj i'm confused I guess because of the, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't, it, I, it, well, you know, like, 
the rumors or whatever, but yeah, yeah. But but that's what I'm saying. Even just that. Like, but I never I never felt like they were like solidified. No, you know what I mean? It's w- always like a gray and area. It wasn't R. Kelly so, level. No. Exactly. Like, exactly. That's what I'm saying. R. R. Kelly, I could almost understand a little bit more. You know. And it never like took away from like the music value. Like people weren't like, oh, I'm not listening to him because of those rumors. Like you know what I mean? Like, exactly. People like it's he's still. You know, now, which yeah, is crazy, yeah. he's still like the, you know, huge. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, never really took away from it. We're like other artists, like, it's like, eh, yeah, I don't really want to listen to that anymore, you yeah. know? Yeah, no, but it, I've it, never been turned off from an artist for something they did. Really? Not, 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 I've never listened to the song one day and liked it, heard what they did and listened to the song the next day and didn't like it anymore. That's just never happened. I don't know, bro. I can't hear R. Kelly the same. I ain't gonna lie to you. Really? I don't know. I'm that way with Chris Brown. I can't listen. Really? Yeah. See, like, I, it does not, I don't think about it when I listen to their shit, dude. I just don't. Great music, but. So, so it does make sense why people would want to do that then. Because maybe every time they hear that, that's what they think about. You know. Yeah, I mean, I think R. Kelly's shit was so extreme. Cause now I feel like I'm like weird if I like I don't think about. I mean, listen, I guess I think I've thought about it before, but like honestly, I don't I don't play R. Kelly songs much just because they don't fit into like my they just don't fit into my sets. But if somebody requested it, maybe I would play it. But I feel like that one's the most blatant one where you would mm. you know people might be like. Oh, this may be like a weird ass analogy, but like, if you dropped a cup in a pile of dog shit, would you clean that cup and use it again? I wouldn't. No, I'm throwing yeah. that shit out. No, you know what I mean. No yeah. matter, you could wash it's, it; and it could be the same fucking cup. It's just not. Every time you look at that cup, you're just gonna think about that pile it's of shit. Tainted, yeah. Yeah, man. Forever. Yeah. That's what it's like for me when I hear R. Kelly, bro. Can't hear his shit no more. Yeah, man. That's so funny though it's like they're well that comes back to the what we're saying i mean it is just separating the art from from the artist you know Mm. and and they're at a certain point especially well especially if their name's on it that's really the thing if r kelly if that wasn't his name or if that wasn't his entire persona and if you were like mf doom or something and something happened to you well they Nobody's... wouldn't. Nobody. They would just. They would have to use his government, you know. So nobody would know it was him, you know. Yeah. So it's kind of crazy, man. And he had the whole mask thing too. So like, did anybody know his? Uh... Did anybody figure out his identity, or is he still? I like... think so, because when he passed, I'm pretty sure. Like, and I think his family. Oh, came that's out, right. Remember? That's right. That's right. Rest that's in right. peace, man. What a great. Yeah, for real. Artist, you know. I mean, I never really heard much MF Doom, which is surprising, considering that I, you know, make hip hop music, but. He's he's a rapper's rapper for sure, I think. So I think he's an acquired taste. It definitely took me some time to get into him, but once I got into him, I really liked him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I could understand acquired taste. It's just like, I don't know. I'm the type of person that if it's not thrown at me, like right at the moment, I'm not much really going to go home and, you know, look it up and take the time to do that. You know what I mean? Unless it's like, depends on... Uh, who's throwing that suggestion and you know how serious they feel about it but most of the time i'll be like yeah, yeah i'll check it out and yeah. <laughs> fucking there's a way never there's get a, to it there's a weight to the to the to the stuff you check out meaning like it depends who's it who it's coming from my one homie yo yeah my one boy chris miller man if he sends me something i have to listen to it really? i just i have to i can't not like i have to get back to him and let him know i might be like if no you, dude didn't like it you know mm-hmm. but me and him you gotta li- you gotta listen to it if either you of respect us his opinion on yeah on but it. other people 
hit me out of the blue with something, I'm like, dude, I don't have a verification with you. Like, I can't verify that. I, you've never sent me anything, so now, like, this is... It better be good, dude. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, The first for sure. time you send me something to check out, better be good, you know? Yeah, nah. But I, I, I never heard MF Doom like that, but I'm pretty sure if I ever hear him, I'm going to respect his work, considering the people that I respect respect his work. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I can um, put you on some good tracks that you might... Shit, after this, you're going to have to play some for me then. Oh, I got you, dude. We'll play some for <laughs> for sure. Hell yeah, man. Hey, there's a lot of different avenues that we can go. Um, a lot of different, a lot of different ways we can go with it. But to be honest with you, I don't really know you that well. I just know you from your music and you know your profile and stuff like that, man. But I'd love to know. Like, I did a little bit of research, but I would love to know your story of how you got into the music. And it could be like we were talking off camera about it. Maybe that's the story of how you got into it. But, but I'd love to kind of take it back a little bit, and you can kind of start at whatever, wherever you think is most notable. But I'd love to know kind of how it became a part of your life you know yeah uh i mean growing up music in general was very much you know in the house especially rap and like reggaeton music and i guess you know some people won't consider reggaeton rap but like it very much is Mm -hmm. you know i mean it's just a whole different language with a different beat pattern but it's very much hip-hop so you know those things was always in my house my dad always had freaking uh dmx cds 50 cent cds and it's like very hardcore 90s shit you know what i mean and i always loved that music and uh it didn't i started off as a writer like me as a kid i wanted to write books so i was much more into stories and creating these fictional places and like you know kind of just very imaginative but uh my cousin one time had came up to me and he had wrote a song and he had told me you know, you should try this. You should try to write rhymes over these beats. Mm -hmm. And I can't remember how old I was. My memory sucks. But I remember when I tried it, it was so difficult that it was like, as a writer, I felt like, holy shit, this is something I have to... It felt like something I had to conquer. Like, nah, there can't be something where I can't write on, you know? So, and it was fun. You know, I guess when something isn't, you know, so easy and it doesn't come so, you know, it's like, let me keep trying this and keep trying this. And, bro, I fell in love. I just fell in love with with rhyming and, and trying to tell a story in a different way, because it's very much different from a regular telling of a story. You have infinite amount of pages that you could write to, to get your point across. But on a song, you only have three minutes. You know what I mean? And you don't get your point across in three minutes. You're fucked. So, you know, that's how I got into, you know, writing and becoming an artist. But I think that was just always me. You know what I mean? I think the writing aspect is always me. Even now, it's like, I don't like to say I'm a rapper or a musician or I like to say either artist or writer, specifically more so a writer. I I can't deal with, I don't do production. I I don't play any instruments. I took piano classes and shit like that. And I would love to know an instrument. But my forte is the pen and the paper, like, 100%. So that's how I got into it. That's that's what it came for me. What, back then, though, was it expression? Or like you said, it was more just like trying to do it and get better at it. Like, do you think that it's ch- the its function in your life has changed for you over this, over the course of actually taking it much more seriously? Um... What's interesting is that you asking that question, looking back and at the looking back at the first rhyme I wrote, 
it really wasn't like on some bullshit. It was re- it was me really trying to say something. And that's interesting because everything I ever wrote in terms of a of a writer was fictional. Like you know like these fake stories and coming up with these fake stories but something that revolved around a central idea and 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 moral standing, you know what I mean? But with the music it was more so like very direct. Like I'm trying to hit I'm talking directly about the moral point as opposed to creating these stories and and characters that display the point. You know what I mean? Yep. So I never even realized that so you just asked that question, but you know, I would like to believe from the very beginning it was something of like I didn't stray too much from my heart. You know, don't get me wrong, there was some songs where it's like I just wanted to be lyrically ill. And I think for the majority of the beginning of my, you know, writing career in terms of music, it was very much me just trying to be the illest spitter you know what i mean like how can i bend words to where it's like you hear it and it's like yo how did he think about that rhyme scheme how did he make this word rhyme with this word you know it was very like meticulous because even in the beginning i think a lot of people's you know beginning uh inspirations is like eminem you know what i mean so for me that's what it was because he would do shit with words that i never heard anybody do and it's like i want to do that you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but Thankfully, I grew out of that in terms of, I think you, you take people's flows and you use it until you find your your own footing and your own lane. So thank God I found my voice and my lane and my way and still maintaining the core principles of lyricism, you know? So yeah, now it's very much... Sorry about the birds. The birds. <laughs> <laughs> they be, these stink bugs be fucking <laughs> popping, bro. Homies yeah. be getting, they be eating yeah. the leftovers. You know what I'm saying? You know, we in the country now, so we in the fuck com- it. Yeah, baby, we out here, man. We so. out here. You feel me? Yes, sir. Hey, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so uh, now it's very much. Uh, I gave up that whole idea of being like the illest spitter because to me that really didn't feed my my heart for so long. Now it's more so about expression. It, that's the perfect way to explain it, expression. So there was a competitive nature to it, kind of. In, in, in I feel the like beginning? That's just so natural. That's so natural because, like, if you're around anybody else that's doing it, you want to... Every rapper wants to be the best rapper in the room. We can't... Back then. Back then, yes. Back yes. then. Like, at your beginning stages of doing it, you just... You want to be that guy mm-hmm. that people are like, holy shit, that guy can rap, you know? And, yeah. and it, it's kind of the ego thing. I feel like it happens in anything. Like, it happens in a lot of things where even, like, say, like, working out, right? Like, you start working out, then you want to, like, start lifting more weight. But it's, like, for no reason. It's like, why do you want... Like, it's okay. Like, you can just do your... You just be you. It's fine. You don't have to worry yeah. about, like, competing, you know? So I think it's this... It's an It's a natural thing because you don't really know yourself yet. So all you can do is compare yourself to like the other people because you can't compare yourself to you yet. Yeah, especially at that time when you don't, you're not really songwriting or making songs. You're really like a little kid in grade school with no income and you're not paying for studio time or getting studio time unless your parents are paying for it. So it's like the only thing you really have to show for yourself, you can't pull up an MP3. You got to fucking rap on the spot. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. So I I guess that comes from what you're saying, you know what I mean? You don't have nothing to you don't have nothing to show for it. So you kind of just got to eat wherever you're at and it's like the only thing you got is no beat and whoever's in front of you and 
it's that's just how it is. So yeah, it could be ego. Yeah, for sure. Maybe for, for sure. some, for sure. But uh, so, how old were you when you like that very beginning where you're just writing, like I, writing in general? Yeah, say or oh, with your shit. cousin. Like he said, you said he wrote, and then you were like, "All right, cool, I'll try it." So with my cousin, I was probably, I say like fifth grade, okay. sixth grade. I think so you were exposed pretty early though to that. Yeah, to that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and then how, how? What? When did you start actually? I guess I don't know. Well, let me ask this: At the point when you were started recording it, was that the point you started taking it really like seriously, or did you take it seriously before that? Before you started recording, I, I always took it serious in a sense of like whatever you do is like it has your name on it, you know. So whatever I do or whenever I rap. It has to be something that I have faith in, you know? So, I I don't... Yeah, it, it's just every everything I had to do in terms of uh, writing, I made sure it was something that, you know, people... Especially at that time, because people, like I said, behind the camera, when my boy would come up to me and just start dissing me for no reason, it's like... Nah, I can't keep having this happen. Like I told you, after the second time, bro, I started writing mad that? shit. Can you tell that? So the story I was telling you. Yeah. So the whole thing of like, well, I'll tell it to him. So, oh, never mind. But anyways, oh, good. the whole thing of the like, listener. there was this, uh, a friend of mine in school who at that grade, I think at this time I was like probably like seventh grade. Mm -hmm. So we've been writing for a hot minute, mm -hmm. but he was more so the person that people knew as like, the rapper rapper where everybody just knew me as like the person who can rap you know so i don't know for what reason but after lunch you know we have this period where you eat lunch and then you get like 30 minutes to sit chill talk with everybody in your class and one day while i'm with my girl he just came up to me and just started going off on something that he written about me i guess at home yeah. you know what i mean and while he's going off I'm thinking to myself, while people are like, oh, like at every bar, it's like, I'm thinking to myself like, yo, I got nothing. He just came at me on the random. So I got to think on the spot. What the hell am I going to say? So I started literally jotting in my head like lines. And as I'm jotting these lines, I'm trying to hear the shit that he's saying so that I could probably like flip one of them and have the crowd going crazy. You know what I mean? So by the time he finished, I probably had like 40 seconds, 45 seconds to write some shit in my head. So by the time he was done, I had something and I just spit and everybody just went fucking crazy. And I think it's also, I think it also boosted it. The fact that people knew I didn't know that this shit was going to happen. So everybody knew like, yo, he's coming off the top, like right at this very moment, you know? And I think that had like a fucking impact value to it. So then, you know, that happened or whatever. And the next day. I'm thinking it's a one-time thing. Like, you diss me, I diss you back, and I clearly won. So it's like, all right, we're going to just put this shit on the table, just leave it as is. But he came back again, lunch period, right back with a whole nother written. And I'm like, fuck, I should have prepared. <laughs> but I basically did the same thing over again, where it's like, all right, pay attention and start fucking writing while he's rapping. I don't know how long I got. So at the end of his shit, sauced him up again. And fucking, I remember when we went up to go back to classroom, fucking, the teacher's about to start or whatever, and everybody just sees him grab his, his rap book, which we all knew it was his rap book, and he walks to the front, and he just threw it in the trash, and it's like, 
you know, it's not a story that I'm proud proud to say, but it's a funny kid memory, you know what I mean? Because we were just really little kids, but, you know, that competitive nature, I wasn't really competitive, I guess, in that aspect, but, you know, it, it definitely showed me the realm of hip-hop and, like, what to kind of expect, at least at that time, because fucking hip-hop changed dramatically now, so I don't even know what it's like for kids who are rapping at this point in time how it is for them when they're in fucking lunch rooms or in classrooms you know trying to pursue a rap career it's probably not even the same environment you know it probably lost some of that uh i'll just i'll just call it rawness you know to it at least that's that's how i feel about you know that specific time of hip-hop when i was a kid my first track was a diss track so really yeah kid in school my whole high school listened to that it was, uh, I don't, did you, did you remember it, Trett? No. I don't remember it at all. Alright, except, everybody except Trett. Yeah. But he that. knows you I killed feel, it. But it seems, no, it just sounds like I'm well, fronting, like nobody <laughs> listened to it, I'm saying that. What was the, na- what was the name did. of it? I mean, what was the name of the song? It was, um, oh shit, dude. Um, it was, um. Did you name it? I yeah, mean, no, it has a name, it's on SoundCloud. Is it on SoundCloud? Yeah, go okay. to my SoundCloud. I'll get you. I know the bars, though. Really? Yeah, yeah. Sending Marco Martian back to planet Uranus. I'm making so much off these statements. Sounds he's sending me payments, like some shit like that. Oh, man. And it was like, uh, so my boy Justin, man. You're a double time rapper. Yeah, back then, way more, for sure. You know, because it was like, yeah, and I had, I don't know, you probably had this too, but like, yeah, all I knew was to go fast. Just Mm -hmm. gotta go fast. Impress people. Like, yeah. And I'm impressing me, you know? But I kind of had the, I was always a words person. Like, always, like, I, oh, I've got words. You, hey, tell me the essay, I'll write the essay. Like, that type of person. I don't need to prep it. I just write. Like, I can just go, yeah, you know? Yeah, same and, for me. Yeah, yeah, right? So, like, that kind of came a little bit natural um, to me, I guess, it, it, the writing portion of it. Um, but my Dominican friend, Justin, he was, we would work out together. Got you know? Yeah, man. He's the, dude, he's the homie, bro. You guys, y'all would fucking get along, dude. He's, he's the man. But we were um, lifting, you know, working out. We'd smoke, drive around work out um then we would just rap you know that was our routine because we had nothing to do and so um i don't know i don't think it was for this kid marco but i don't think that he stirred any i don't know if maybe he said something about us rapping that we weren't maybe he did i don't remember but we my friend pernell was like a he had like a million plays on soundcloud in high school like he was an amazing producer and still is and so yeah so he hooked us up he was like all right guys i'll do a beat for you and stuff because we would always mess around together but like our level of rap was not at his level of production but like so we were but it was great we had a good beat and so man we just marco martian diss track i believe that's what it is i think but yeah dude we just ripped on 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 marco and he loved it dude he like, loved it. Yeah, he loved it. Like he thought, because it was awesome. Everybody's talking about him, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's it's so funny. Though. Yeah, man. At least you had it recorded, shit. Yo, you know the amount of times when I was in back and I was an idiot. I was like, I should just delete all these. Thank God I didn't delete them, dude. I, I have every Instagram post. I have every single SoundCloud song. I have everything up. Yeah, I have every YouTube video, and it's kind of cringy, oh, but dude, every each YouTube channel that I made too, I have every video from each channel. Like I have yeah, channels that go way back. Like yeah, no, that's crazy. It's crazy. My first shit. records, super cringy, man, super cringy. I thought about deleting them, but I love, uh, I guess like I don't want to say history, but like the history of a person. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And when you get to actually see the growth 
of somebody. Like, my mom, she has all these videos of when I was a baby, and it's like, you know, then to see me... As I'm growing in these videos, it's like, wow, that's crazy to see the the involvement of a person, you know what I mean? Not even just me, but just anybody in those videos from early 2000s or the 90s. It's like, that to me is so interesting, the lives of, like, these individuals. So it's like, yeah, it may be cringy for me, but, like, fuck it, bro. This is the first generation where my great 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 grandkids if they ever find my name it's like holy shit i could hear his voice you know what i mean i can't hear my third great grandfather's voice or my fourth great grandfather's voice pause i did actually meet my third great grandfather so i did get to hear him but you know in hindsight had i not met my third great grandfather it's like i wouldn't know what he looks like i wouldn't know what he sounds like i would just have uh stories from other people just an idea of who he was like, from other from people's other people. words of mouth yes, yeah. yeah so it's like you know fuck it leave those videos there leave the songs there at least they're gonna see where i started and where i ended and it's like fuck where i started at it's like the whole process is like the picture all art captures a moment in time exactly exactly yep it has to be it has to it's time capsule like by default because you made this thing and then you said it's done Mm-hmm. And that means that in this moment, you're putting this out and saying, this is a representation of what I just did. Yeah. Right and now. you had the balls to put it out in front of the world because the internet is the world. Dude, you know is what it, I mean? and, but isn't that a different thing though? Putting it, putting music out. It's like, that's, that's, uh, it's just a, it's not like nothing else, man. I don't think there's anything else you can compare it to where you just put, you're like, all right, I'm going to get super raw and vulnerable and like also try to do the best that I can and then put it out for random people to like judge it maybe know? for us you know what I mean but I don't know bro the current state of hip hop don't seem like that at least for me you know I, maybe I'm not listening to the right people what do you I mean, mean though what do you mean by that like if you think about mainstream uh, the mainstream condition of where hip hop is and it's like you look around there's not really people being too excuse me original you know what i mean there's not too many people putting their own sound into something and it's like oh my god i got the fucking the burpees but all good like my cousin he shows me a lot of people that do music today and it's like he always tells me he's like bro i don't know why people don't listen to you like why do why does this person who's clearly telling these lies on this beat that sounds super cliche and using a flow that's overused and and for some reason they get these views and they get and it doesn't even have to be somebody that we know of like in terms of like fame and it could be some youtuber who just randomly did a song and it's like oh shit it's catchy enough to where it got x amount of streams and he's just like he's just as much disappointed as i am you know what i mean but my whole point is to say like in this generation, I don't feel like when people get into music, it's not with this, um, it's not with this intention to, uh, I mean, you don't have to express yourself, but at least be original, you know, to some extent and, and have some type of purpose, you know, it could be anything, but anything, but trying to make money and trying to be famous of like, Yo, fuck it. If I got to talk about doing this, this, that, and the third of which I do not do at all, then fuck it. I'm going to do it just to swing at the bat and hopefully I fucking make it. But it's like, 
you over pollute something that could be so much diverse and much more fun you know what I mean I don't feel like I, I, I don't know it's just very much disappointing for me to look at what people do today in terms of like hip hop music well think about it if you listen to a song that has real lyrics you have to listen to the song like you have to consciously listen to the song like if you have a song that's a cut and dry rinse and repeat trap song or something just as an example you don't have to do any work to understand that song right so people automatically if they like listen to your freestyle say for example i have to try to understand what you're saying because you're saying words that are rhyming but you're also maybe telling a story you're also maybe describing something it's there's a lot of words too right mm -hmm. so there's like some work that goes into that right but so this is this is where because i'm sorry to cut you off you, no, you no, no, no. Podcast. no you're good i'm sorry about that bro but um no, no my thing is this is what comes with being an artist where it's like even if you do say something right you fuck up when you say something directly at gunpoint you know what i mean so you come off as this preachy person that it, it almost becomes cringy to hear you know what i mean so as an artist you got to figure out how do i get this message across in the most musical way possible to where it could be digested and even if they don't want to digest it they could digest it so it's like i use this example a lot in like spanish music where like uh for example there's this song where it's like uh no le pega la negra you know what i mean and he's basically saying like don't hit the black woman you know and the song kind of goes into like you know these uh things about racism and like you know maybe even like slavery and it's like i'm there like yo as a kid i never noticed that this guy is really saying some shit over this track and my whole family's just getting drunk and partying to it you know what i mean like nobody's thinking about what the fuck he's saying but he's really saying some shit and we're all turning up and having a great mindless time to some really mindful music. And it's like, that is what I feel like artists need to understand. I'm not saying everybody has to have a message and has to, you know, put something together that has to, you know, make somebody think and they have to sit there and digest it. It's like, my main thing is like, be you as much as possible and think of like creative ways to get points across and like different stories and it's like you know like even R&B to me at some point is like damn all you could talk about is love you know or like some sexual relation you had with an ex-partner or like it's like damn y'all can't even think of something that's like different different you know that that's my problem with like even people trying to do conscious shit it's like you, you're not even doing it I'm not going to say the right way, but digestible, yeah. the way that you were saying it, digestible. And you also will hear an artist or see an artist or whatever, and, and you're like, and then maybe you'll talk to them or whatever, but it, and you'll be like, oh, I know you have more in you. Like, I know that this isn't really you. Like, you can kind of tell when somebody, or you have an inclination of, ah, I don't know, dude. I think you could get, like, nobody's going to say that to an artist and be like, dude, you could be so much more real on that. Like, why don't you just tell your story? Why are you trying to fake it? Like, nobody's going to get... If you have somebody around you that can tell you that, amazing. Like, my, my friend who I'd send music back and forth to, he was always... The reason we became really good friends is because he would be like, this song is not good. 
you know, and he would just tell me why he thinks it's not good. And if you can have somebody like that, that's amazing. But a lot of this is, and it kind of comes back to the very beginning of this topic, which is people are doing music's rap, whatever is on a pedestal and people are doing it for, it's a means to an end. It's a means to clout. It's a means to fame or whatever. Yeah. It's not the, and not that we're saying everything has to be expression, this expression, that, yeah. right? That's not what we're saying, but you need to be, it needs to be a version of you. And I was listening to uh, an interview yesterday with the drummer of the police. And he said, if you listen to your song, he was like, imagine your songs on the radio and you listen to your song and the next song comes on and you're like, damn, it sounds like that song. Then you're doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. Like you have to have a sound. This is not about, it doesn't have to be about expression. It doesn't have to be about right and wrong. It has to be about having a sound that is your sound. That's just you, like your version of you. I just feel like people will write the song being like, all right, are people going to, all right, what well, what would people want to hear? Well, if I want to get on the charts, it has to sound like this, you know? Mm-hmm. And then you already fuck, like now you just tainted the whole thing. Like now you'll never have, that song will never be the real expression to you because the the what you tried to do was make it something else. Yeah, yeah. I I, I mean, one thing I always thought about when, when making music, especially a couple of years ago, um, I got into... Well, this is an interesting story, right? So this is when veganism was not even like the popular thing, right? So I've met these group of people who were like uh, very much on like Dr. Sebi and like veganism. And again, this was not mainstream at the time that I've met these people. Um, it was it was right at the bubbling point, right before this, everybody started finding about a sea moss and like all this extra shit. And... Um, Basically, I got put in a group chat with these vegan people because I was very much looking into like that type of lifestyle, that type of eating style. So um, I remember they I got added into it and they were like, oh, introduce yourself, like blah, blah, blah. I was like, yeah, rap or whatever, you know, blah, blah. And one of the guys actually was like, yo, like you rap? And I'm like, yeah. And he was like, bro, like you're part of the reason why you know, black people are in a state of, uh, or minorities are in a place where this, this, and that. And, I, and I'm like, yo, bro, like, you ain't even hear my shit yet. Like, how are you going to say I contribute to the struggle and, like, to the fucking oppression of minorities, you know? And you didn't even take a listen as to what I had to say. But... You're trying to save some chicken that you don't even know. <laughs> Sorry. But, but then he goes... <laughs> but then he goes, like... <laughs> He goes, you know, that hip-hop music ain't real music, bro. Like, Bob Marley's real music. So, you know, everybody knows Bob Marley. In a, in, in a general, like, touristy headspace, you know Bob Marley. But uh, I was like, I was so hurt. I was like, yo, who the fuck is going to tell me and judge me about my music? One, they ain't never here. They just judged it based off of the image that they had of it. And then go to, it, you know, talk about somebody who's completely out of the genre. So now it's like, all right, this is this was literally my thought process. This person believes that music, real music, is this thing, this person over here, right? Or this sound. So I literally was like, all right, bet. How can I create music in my genre that would be for that person who just told me that this is music 
So I literally, I remember I studied Bob Marley so hard, bro. I studied him day and night, day and night, day and night. And I fell in love with his music. And I was like, I get it. I fucking get it. I know what you're talking about, bro. But not that I wasn't that, you know, not that I wasn't original, not that I wasn't telling my stories or whatever, but it was like, I'm definitely not doing what Bob Marley's doing. You know what I mean? So I was so inspired by this guy's music, by this guy's, I mean, I was watching interviews. I was listening to every album. I was, I was, I became a fanatic, bro. Like I'm a Bob Marley fan, hardcore. And, um, I told myself, I was like, now it's time for me to make music that I feel like this guy would make had he been a rapper. You know what I mean? So I literally put together this project called Nine Mile Love, right? Shout out to Tony V Management. He's the one that came up with the idea for the title where Bob Marley grew up on Nine Mile. So we called it Nine Mile Love. And uh, I, I feel like that was one of my favorite pieces of work even though I did I don't own it you know what I mean I don't own none of the beats so it's like I can't put it on Spotify or iTunes like literally all I own is the lyrics so it's like this free body of work which is dedicated to this person who I feel like is very much that type of person like yo fuck it who, who gives a fuck about money like just put that shit out because it has value and bro like I I thank that person so much for allowing me to dig into that space that I never really felt like I dug into you know what I mean and come to find out like he listened to my shit completely changed his idea of who I was and like he ended up liking rap music you know what I mean so you know it was a beautiful moment but that moment for me really defined something and it, it, it I could say that was really a pinnacle in in my career in terms of like how I approach my music you know what I mean Again, not to say that it wasn't coming from a specific place, but it really enhanced how I come from a specific place. Yeah, I think I thought you were going to say, like, you know, like this guy was crazy. Like, I thought you weren't, I thought you were going to say, like, you didn't acknowledge him. You just thought he was an idiot nah, or something like that. I'm you glad. Know, that you just passed it. I thought you were just going to say you just passed over it, you know, but you actually took it to heart and then yeah. did the research search to be like, who's, all right, let's, like, let's not just do the one you know one love like everybody knows that mm -hmm. let me go deep you know and bob marley with the whalers and bob marley solo and yeah like and i've done it too because i'm sublime's my favorite band and i'm a massive ska fan and that's that's my like kind of genre mm -hmm. um so obviously by necessity you have to like know bob and his music too um so i've gone down down that rabbit hole too and it does open your mind up to really because you do have to you have to then know the history of where he came from and how, you know, his um, people think he's Jamaican and like all this stuff, you know, so that isn't mainstream. That was another thing. Crazy for me to even find out. Me like, too. yo, he his dad was a, a, a white Brit, I think. Right. A Brit. Yeah. And his mom was African and his mom was African Jamaican. Yeah. Yep. So like that blew my mind, bro. Like completely yeah. blew my mind. It's like, wild. But you don't know because you just once again like comes back to imagine being Bob Marley level, but that's this is what it is. This is 100% what this is. It's breath, not depth. It's surface, but it's not deep, right? So you know Bob Marley. You love his music. I love Bob Marley. 
mm-hmm. but you don't know Bob Marley. Like you don't yeah. know him as you don't go. You didn't go do. You don't really know him. Like you mm-hmm. just love the Bob Marley music. You know. So when it comes on. Yep. 100%. Not even when you play it. When it comes on, type mm-hmm. of thing. Exactly. And that's how mo- To be honest, that's how most of us are with most music. That's how most passive music listeners are. That people don't have the time in the, their day to go through this and try to look up the Wikipedia and then go watch interviews. And mm-hmm. I do it as almost like I feel like I'm studying the game, you know? But, yeah, for sure. For sure. Because it's not even that you're studying whatever, rap, but you, you study music as a whole, you know? And kudos to you, too, because fuck, to me, that's artistry. You know what I mean? Like, fuck being put in a box of like, oh, I'm a rapper. But dude, I grew just, up on classic rock i got jefferson airplane the who you know but like before i also had which i don't have up right now but i have all my hip-hop posters which is action bronson joey badass mf doom like all these people right beastie boys you know um but yeah i i grew up on classic rock and i became i literally started rapping before i listened to rap really Mm -hmm. no way how the hell did that happen my boy Justin, dude. Shout out to Justin. He just had me freestyle. I just love freestyle. I didn't know these beats. I didn't know Uchi Wally. Bro, I didn't know Uchi Wally. I didn't know these Uchi beats. Uchi Wally Wally. Yeah, dude. That's like, I didn't crazy. know. And that's like, you know, even pretty old school. But like, I didn't know Cream. I didn't know any of these, you know. No and way. Bro, no, no, no. So I grew up on classic rock. Then I listened to like Abbey Road and like the Beatles. Then I listened to Nickelback. Then I listened to like Avenged Sevenfold and like really hard rock. Then some metal, Metallica the there was a couple rappers i will say there's a few rappers um this guy Jonas. i don't think he's around anymore maybe he's still around man Jonas, i hope you're still around dude your shit was dope but i would listen to him like there was a few rappers who i would listen to but i was listening to sublime a day to remember dude i was listening to like bands you know um never really listened to solo artists and when i started rapping i did a five-year education and just I've went through. I I started listening to Mac Miller on when he released Good AM when I was in high school, and I saw him at the Fillmore on the Good AM tour, and I only knew that album. I never listened to Macadelic. I never listened to any of the other ones, Kids, whatever. I never listened to those. And J Cole, uh, the album after Forest Hills. That's when I found J Cole. So then I had to go back and listen no to Forest way. Hills. Listen yeah, to the- Forest Hills. Yep. Right? Right? You just missed it. Bro, I wasn't there for any of this. Forest Hills changed my year. Like, when that dropped, I didn't listen to anything else but Forest Hills. Yeah. Like... Dude, I wish, That's a fact, bro. Yeah. Yeah. 2014 is... mm -hmm. That was a classic album. Yeah. Classic. It really stapled some shit for me, yo. People around you were listening to it as well. Like, did you have, like, everybody... Was that, like, popular? Dude, I'm, like, looking at this like I live on the moon or something. No, you know? yeah, I mean, like, it, it was. It, I mean, it was definitely... It was definitely in the, like, I think circle. I remember that, yeah. But I, I wasn't mean, doing... I wasn't listening to it. Yeah, it was just... I, I was I was stuck on that album. Yeah. Like, hardcore. I mean, I, yeah. I, I was... It was an, it was my, my senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. So I was, like... I mean, I was driving, driving same in, shit for me, yeah. And mm-hmm. like, you know, it was always playing in my car. You you got to remember, like, 2014 was the album that I think I feel personally established J. Cole as a person that he is today yeah, in terms of, like, superstardom. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like, yep. Everybody respected yep. him. Yep. Yeah. But that solidified him as, like, stepping into legendary zone. Mm-hmm. You know, like, for moving sure. into that let me category. Ask, let me ask this. 
is it good kid mad city for kendrick is that kendrick's oh, version i think of that? for a lot Absolutely. of people i think for a lot of people it, because it not and, for me but and you know. um humble is middle child yeah, I would say sure. that. Yeah, for sure. mm-hmm. for isn't sure. it re- kind of crazy that yeah. there's a lot of parallels? And no, obviously we're just like making shit up, kind of. But like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. I that that that's interesting because Kendrick Lamar for me, when he first came out, was not somebody I was like very fond of. You no, know, in dude, terms I, of like, yeah. it's crazy, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Almost, even think. Yeah. It's almost like Cole and Kendrick are two kind of different camps a little bit. Like a little bit. They're, no, they're oh, different. No, they're definitely, they're, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure, yeah. different camps, yeah. but yeah. very much equal in their own lane. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, if Kendrick is this level in his category, Cole is equal in his category, yes. and it's like sure. night and day. But yeah, fucking, Dude, you need them and, both. And and they both stay pretty under the radar. But Kendrick, super. You don't. I don't. Who knows? Nobody knows what he's doing. Like he doesn't. Yeah, even yeah. Do he's anything, very much. Dude. And I think that's the way to be, man, a little bit. Like, I understand doing that. When it's like, nope, I'm in hibernation, then I release, then hibernation, you know? I agree. But I wonder if it's, at least from my perspective, I think it's more so from a standpoint of, I don't know these people personally, but I think it's more so from a standpoint of, like, wanting your humanity. At least for me. Mm -hmm. Because one thing about me in terms of, like, this whole music shit, it's like... I wouldn't say I'm afraid of fame because it's it could it could very much be a possibility. Like I could throw something tomorrow and it, it fucking blows up or goes viral and like, you know? But fame was always something I looked at as like, mm, that's definitely something I do not want. I do not want that shit at all, bro, because it's like it's almost as if like you the world just takes away your humanity for no fucking reason just because they decide to view you as something that is above like normal society like you're this person that's above everybody on some level and it may be economically like maybe the money just gets to people's heads and it's like oh shit but the way society treats artists and famous people rich people it's like it's completely inhumane bro it's completely inhumane and i could see why these people strive to you know be away from social media or like be away from cameras and keep their life very personal it's like bro you can't even treat me like a human so i have to fucking hide you know what i mean dude and is but th- and think about it like this too it's not the stuff once you reach that level it's not the stuff it's not it is not the things that you are actually amazingly talented at that go viral or become the sensation right like the things that become the sensation are just these stupid like stupid things that you do that end up being like tabloids like those are the things that are on the pedestal Mm -hmm. so it's like your art 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 uh now you're famous so but now the art we're not worried about the art anymore now it's what did you do because now we know your name and people mm-hmm. are going to click on this website because your name's on it so we got to tell them some crazy shit you did you know so it's not then it's amazing that when you reach the apex of your art then you it's not nobody, even about the art it's not about the art anymore <laughs> yeah, yeah so, your art got you here but yeah, from this point on yeah. it's uh you know we're waiting for you to fuck up you know or, yeah, or do yeah. some some stupid shit or or lose your mind, you know what yep, I mean? Like, yep. I think that's that's why Kanye is so. Ah, let me not take away from his art, but mm-hmm. very much the the topic of conversation today. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, 
And I think that's sad because I think, mm-hmm. bro, this 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 man needs help more than fucking talking about his relationship and talking about his, you know, like of of course he's putting it out there for everybody to see, mm-hmm. but as opposed to reacting to it in a manner where it's like, bro, can you believe he said this or can you, yo, look what he's doing now? It's more like somebody needs to be like yo how about we actually take the time to talk about like some mental health shit and actually look at this moment and you know talk about some shit that we need to talk about you know and it's like i don't think the fame shit helps in that you know aspect you know that's not my life or that's not somebody close to me but i think in a general sense society has to fucking change bro change the way we live and the way we think and the way we react to things and it's like i think that's where my headspace is at right now now that we're on this topic of you know fame and shit like that it's like society and i don't know what you want western society i don't know how it is in canada or south america but uh society needs to change bro well, we don't really. It's 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 look. It's not. You don't treat somebody like that. We don't in this culture. We don't treat somebody like that. Like they're somebody we know. We treat them as if we know everything about them, and we're just gonna judge them without ever knowing them at all. You know. So, yeah, I'm I'm so I'm totally with you, man. But when you, at the end of the day. There's the people who write the articles don't edit them, right? So you're writing an article, then the editor or somebody else who has a different job just chooses the headline, and I'm just using these articles as an example. Yeah. You know, it could be a a story, it could be anything. But meaning, what I'm trying to say is that this is a business. Like, the business is to paint somebody in that light. That's what makes them money, right? That's their business. So I don't agree with it right but i can understand i know why hey we'll treat them as a human the same way we'll treat any artist as a human right meaning that these people have a job right and so sure there's people that are making six figures trying to fix the homeless crisis right and there's only more homeless people so okay maybe there's there's definitely exceptions to this this topic but um where there are people just kind of skating on the backs of other people or whatever but i do like it's that's why this happens like this happens it's not it's because it's there it's somebody's job is to like do that you know it's not right I I'm know. not saying it's right I know don't get me wrong I know it's but, fucked but but know. that is a part of the culture mm-hmm. right so the culture yeah. of the United States and it's like yeah we could divide shit into business into music into this into that and it's like all right, look at the culture of the United States and ask yourself, like, are these... I don't even know what you would ask yourself. Yeah, I can and, feel and it. And, yeah, but, it, you know, yeah. there's there's a... there's a. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I could look at that whole industry of uh, media and be like, bro, this shit is crooked. Yeah. And this culture here, like, yeah, I get it. It's people's jobs, but, like, it's also people's jobs to change shit you know and uh, that's I don't know I don't know how they would do that or yeah I have no idea bro but yeah and been it's really in the last it's been happening but it's the last five years too you know I feel like the last six years the last it's gotten even more when I'm at the point where I turn on the almost the local the local news is the best like they actually have like real shit most of the time like for mm. real like they're not doing tabloids they don't 
care about. They just do like, hey, this is a person in the community. But um, so I don't want to disparage them at all. But even like I just turn on the news. I'm like, this is news. I'm like, what are these people talking about? Like, there's just it's just wild. So, yeah, I mean, the media landscape is just absolutely crazy, dude. It just complete. And when now I don't have the stats to, to back any of this up. But when you do look at the numbers, the numbers don't even correspond to what they're so, saying. Yes. Right. And the, the example that people say always is like murders, the amount of murder, like the murders would go down, but then they'll show more murders on TV. Mm-hmm. So you just think that there's more murders and there's murders everywhere. But if you look at the actual numbers, murders going down. So the it's not a it's not to scale. It's not like well, there's ten percent is murders. Like it's just they only they have it's a they have x amount of hours of media time and they just do whatever they whatever's going to get them more views, you know. But now at this point, I can say with certainty that podcasting and independent journalism. If I if I loop in independent journalism, then it, I'm definitely right. Mm-hmm. It's the largest media format in the world. The news doesn't even come close. So, really? Yes, 100%. That's so amazing. let me hit you with this one. Podcasting. Podcasts, there's 20 um, million more weekly podcast listeners than there are total Netflix subscribers. Wow. So that doesn't even mean the amount of people watching Netflix every week. There's Shit. actual, yeah, yeah. It's big, dude. It's huge. Like, there's a now, reason. I could imagine. Yeah. I, I I could see the podcast world being like, fucking tremendously big. You know. Yeah. But, I guess like, I don't really do much logistics. You know what I mean? Like looking into logistics and shit like that. I just look at like what's around me, and it's like what's around me is these people that still just watch the news. Yeah. And it's like, I try to tell them things that I may get from this podcast or from this interview, and it's like. Uh, if it's not from the you know news 12 it's like i'm kind of not really listening to that shit so that's i guess kind of what gives me this image of like you know this this crooked journalism or this crooked media that still feeds people this bullshit but maybe you're right yo like maybe maybe our generation is like it's not a maybe to me. It's a hundred percent. We are going definitely to, changing yeah. the landscape mm-hmm. of like what we listen to and how we listen to it. But it's and and what at, the, at its core, what that is is when you say I only listen to News Twelve or whatever. It's called trusted sources. And this is the thing: when CNN has one ag- agenda and one narrative, and then Fox News has a different agenda and a different narrative, and they're covering the same topic, and they're and the facts or whatever they're arguing is completely different, then who's the trusted source Mm. right so we are and not to say we as a collective because i don't mean to speak for everybody but i think that at least me personally i guess i'll speak for myself is that i'm very wary of the sources that i trust and i also look at every source objectively i try to as Mm -hmm. just a human being in their experience right so i know that the news isn't a human being in their experience it's written right there's multiple people there's producers there's editors there's people you know doing the timing it's that's all by the time you get it it's pretty it's been passed around it's been baked yeah it's been filtered it's everything it's the most filtered that you could possibly get but so when i get to look at an independent podcaster like independent journalism or whatever somebody writing an article that doesn't need to get clicks you know or it doesn't do it for that then that I'd ra- so much rather take the downsides of their just personality 
to get the honesty you know mm. but this is the thing people don't want to sit through a two-hour conversation and get real and just talk about real topics that are actually existing they want to get it forced just spoon-fed to them on the news or on their twitter and 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 i'm not disparaging these people i'm just that's how they want to consume it right? so you think even in the podcast realm it's like this this thing that's very much correlating with like the stage of hip-hop where it's like the listeners or the consumers are the one that kind of make it hard for the creators to to do what they do in in a organic way yeah i i really but i also think it's the fact of like if you started a podcast today and had zero listeners that wouldn't be the market the that wouldn't be the fault of the market that would be your fault right like the market would would say to you if you showed it to 10 people and none of them click play that means it wasn't interesting to them so i also side on the listener side because there's a hundred million not a hundred sorry there's two there's 2.9 million podcasts so you can watch whatever you want like my so i guess what i'm saying is as it's funny it's kind of like the you'd probably have an opinion on this the spotify doesn't pay you enough argument i agree but you don't have to be there you don't. You can Very go to true. title. You can go on YouTube. You can go on your website. Yeah. I know so many, and they'll all pay you the same shit, dude. And I know rappers who only sell their physical CDs or physical records from their website, and they sell a hundred of them, and that's it. Okay, they make much more money than they would make on Spotify. So do it that way. Like mm-hmm. that's kind of the. I have like a kind of capitalistic approach to it, where it's like if you don't have fans, then go out and get fans. Like it's on you. It's it, the market saying they don't like it, or you're not in front of the right market. You know. So yeah, yeah. It's kind of tough, but yeah, I mean, to compare it to the mass media, the TV's the TV. It's just in your house. It's built in. Podcasts, you got to go find it. You got to find me on Instagram, and I got to make sure I release a clip so you do find me. And But the thing is, you might need to see seven of my clips to actually follow me, and then you might need to follow me for two weeks to actually then go listen to a full episode, and then you might listen to one and be like, I don't really like it that much. You know, so yeah, that yeah. could just be what happens, you know? Yeah, that's 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 actually a very good, a great point. Because I did hear the shit with you and Turk, and I was like, yo, this fucking podcast is crazy. Like, I need to hear more. And then it's just like, completely forgot to even, you know, dive into and more of not, the interviews. Yeah, and it's not because you didn't like it. It's exactly, just the fact that, exactly. dude, but this is the thing, man. This is the thing with podcasts. You can only, like, I just have diehard listeners of this podcast. And if you're listening right now, thank you. But I have people every week that consume every episode. You know, that's not everybody. But mm-hmm. you, but you have to, carve out the hour or two hours in your week or your day to do to consume it you know even if you yeah. do it at the gym or in the car that's a little easier but there's serious time here you know and i but this is the thing i make this because i consume this i watch been watching joe rogan for seven years i've listened to podcasts that are zero you know one to three hours long so it's almost like a genre of something now that i'm thinking about it, it's like there's people who actually love indulging in podcasts and it's like i like that shit too but i'm not completely like that but so it's, now i'm it, thinking yeah. about it, it's like okay now i could see why like i'll hear one of that yo this shit is amazing and i'll never take the time to go and like listen to more you know what i mean because mm-hmm. i think the only one i really digest almost religiously is joe rogan's podcast mm-hmm. and even then i miss episodes and i'll just skip some some episodes where it's like mm, let me find somebody who i think i'd be interested in and it's like, you know, I jump around. I'm not even like like a, like a podcast listener. You know what I mean? Like that genre, yeah. I guess, yeah. is not really like my lane so much. I appreciate it and I love it. 
but I guess now that now that you say it like that, it's like, all right, maybe I'm just not somebody who, or maybe I just don't got the time. Who knows? You know. Think about it like this, dude. I mean, music is way easier to consume. For sure, three minutes. I mean, if you think about it in an album concept, mm-hmm. maybe a little more, you know, comparable. But even then, albums run for like what an hour. Yeah, but then you got you know Jay Z disc one, disc two, or you got the old school disc one, disc two, and. You know, there's that way of doing it. But, yeah, for sure, these days especially, it's in 50, 45 minutes, 50 minutes, hour. Yeah. It's very much shortened. Nobody, who I listens think to, so. I, I'm an album listener, but I don't think people be listening to albums like that, like I do all the way through. I, I mean, if it's somebody I really appreciate, mm-hmm. I'm definitely an album listener. Yeah. Like, that 2014 Forest Hills Drive, the, the, um, what was Kendrick's album? Uh, after that. Mad City? No, 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 the one after that. Uh, with humble on it, that one. Damn. Damn. God damn. But yeah, that album. You know, like I remember when 2014 came out, for example. Uh, me and my boys, we have this thing where if the album drops and we all fuck with this artist, we all link up and we listen to it from front to back, straight through, front to back. You know what I mean? And it's like, I remember going to high school, we were all in high school, and we were like trying to dodge people who were playing the fucking album, because we're trying to hear from the intro to the fucking last one, you know, like, really trying to appreciate the project as how this person formed it, how this person lined it up, how does one track flow into the next, you know, like, we're not trying to have no fucking spoilers, and it's like, that's how I like to, you know, indulge in music listening, like, from front to back and I guess that's kind of like the writer mindset from when I first started it's like I want people to start from page one you know what I mean I, I put it this way for a reason I set it up this way for a reason it flows for a reason so listen to it from front to back you know what I mean yeah which was pretty dope because I think even Kendrick's album on damn it had this concept where front to back it has a concept but when you hear from back to front it's like the same concept flipped and it told a whole different story like so you know and you li- you miss out on that had you just been a regular listener like let me just hear the one that's been you know let me start from song number three because this one's the popping one I heard you know like so you know very much how I like to dive into music is very much like that like what you're saying yeah I feel like it's an artist's thing to do though because you really understand you have the appreciation you know that's very true that's very true and there's so much music dude so people are like well I kind of like this artist I'm just gonna listen to the top five Spotify ones you know yeah yeah that sucks yeah well my favorite songs from most of the artists that I love are not on that top five like they're not their top five songs they're probably not even that's usually how it goes 10 or 20 yeah yeah when you really appreciate an artist I feel like your favorite songs never are the ones that yo bro Mm -hmm. not for nothing the most poppin hip hop songs are the ones I hate you Mm -hmm. know what I mean like well I don't hate this one Ready or Not by the Fugees classic song Mm -hmm. too overplayed bro I can't hear it no more every time it comes on I'm just like I'm over it you know what I mean like fuck so it's like every time something becomes like the poppin shit it's not even that I do it on purpose it's like it just becomes not my thing no more. It's Dude, like, imagine uh, every weekend pr- playing low. Imagine every weekend playing Pitbull. 
Ugh. Imagine every weekend playing. Oh yeah, being Apple, a DJ, bottom, right? Jeans, oh my god! With the, yeah, every weekend, like weekend, like day in, day out, right? So, like, do, so do you guys? Is it dependent on the artist that you'll do that, or is it like, oh, I found this album and like I heard a track, and now okay, I'm gonna listen to it front to back, or is it like, oh, I really like this artist, and that then I'm gonna listen to that album all the way through, or is it like anytime you find a new piece of music that you listen to an album all the way through? Or is it dependent? But probably both for me. But I would say like there are times that I'll find a song and I don't know the artist, and then yeah. I'll go and listen to their album. Yeah. And then I'll get a few songs in the album and be like, nah. Yeah. yeah. For me, it's it's like back to 2014. Like, this is an artist I generally I generally God, respected. Yeah. yeah. So right. even when he dropped singles, I didn't I didn't hear not well for 2014 he didn't drop singles. No. But even before his before albums, if he dropped a single, I wasn't listening to it. Mm video and all i'm not listening to it till the album drops because i'm trying to hear the shit front to back you know what i mean yeah. so i wouldn't even bother with the singles so when 2014 came out thank god there was no singles but me and my friends didn't bump it so we went to target bought the physical copy went back to the place and played it you know what i mean like well we listened to 2014 separately but you got my point yeah, like yeah go get the shit pop it in and that's when you finally hear it. At least that's, but with, that's what, what artists yeah. I respect. You know what I mean? And, and artists that I love to listen to. So, you know, that's how how I would re- approach listening to a whole album. But that's what you had to do. There was no, like, <laughs> there was, you had to get the album. Yeah. You Back then, yeah. yeah there was yeah. no preview, like. Yeah, yeah. fucking no. Before I, I didn't even internet. have an aux in my car. I was bumping CDs. Dope. Yo, straight up. Had to yeah. be CDs. Uh, one of my cars was like that too. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't have an aux in it. I, yeah. I needed to change the radio s- stuff. Tape but... recorder aux. Yeah. I remember yeah. having that shit broken a week, dude. I was pissed. Yeah. Going back to the radio. Yeah, this one plugs into your like cigarette lighter. It, yeah. You know, connects to your radio or something. Creates like that. a radio. And you can Bluetooth it, right? Yeah, creates yeah, a radio it. station. I didn't even have that shit. I was I was mixing CDs and burning them. Oh, dude! I re- yeah, man, that was that was real shit, man. With the burning the CDs, I was so. burning CDs. Yeah. I did that shit too, yo. I, I, that shit in I had a disc drive, like bro, the I had a stack in the yeah, in yeah. the you know glove compartment. Be like, oh, write it on there with the sharpie, like the frost wire, the lime wire. You yeah, dude, we're the last ones too with the lime wire and the oh, bear, sure. bear share and all that shit, dude. I remember, bro. Dude. I was so yeah. scared, bro, because I kept I, hearing that people would like <laughs> fucking get bugs dude, on their shit. I had, I remember, I torrented so much music one time. And uh, I was probably in like middle school and the cable company, like my internet company sent me a stack of papers that were like, like legal documents of a record of every song I torrented. Oh no. shit. Dude, my mom was like, what did you do? And I said, I, I said, I got this. I got this. So I went online. I looked it up. There's companies that scam the, the internet companies and tell them that their customers owe them money just for to get music mu- for ripping music but that company didn't even own the music mm. they were just yeah. trying to scam people so you would get scared the cable company's like hey we didn't do it and then they get you pay them right and then they get free money so i, I but i that was crazy dude music is crazy dude, i used to do that shit with like i used to torrent music like movies all the stuff i'd like put them on like little flash drives yeah, plug, them I know, my, I know watch, plug them into my tv watch i know a what movie you was torrenting a little binge or something yeah yeah <laughs> it is what it is. that's crazy because it's insane to think like how far music and like streaming even came because you saying that about the whole paper shit like i remember mm-hmm. when i downloaded frostwire yeah like people telling me like yo bro be careful because people are getting fined for this shit mm-hmm. like 
And I was like, God damn, this shit is that serious? Like, but then I understood, like, yo, these people need to make money too. You know, you got to go out there and buy the shit. Yeah. But then, bro, like, he wasn't I wasn't even. I was. Wasn't that you too? Who was like all about that? The what? You too? Weren't they all about like this not torrenting or not streams? Or something like that, or yeah, like not well, illegally. The, there was a band that was like really at the forefront of that. Oh, yo, it was either U two or Coldplay. They were like like so against it, and then they had their music installed on the iPods automatically. It was U two. It was U two. It was U two. They had their song, and it was like, dude. Yeah, you you got an iPod or like an i like it had that U two album. Already in your it's iTunes. Stopped, but they're like, don't bro. torrent, don't torrent you too. Who's torrenting you too? Yeah, bro. but you know that they must have signed a fat deal with Apple. That was the only deal fat they could deal. fucking sign, I guess. I don't know. No shade to Yo, like bro, Bono, but iPods, man. <laughs> iPods. Right, which bro. iPod did you start with? Holy shit! Uh, I had, I had. It was actually given to me. The kid, the kid who had it, um, got a new iPod, and he gave me his Baller. old one. And it was the original, the one that was like a fucking brick. Mm-hmm. That one. I had like, it was like, I don't know, 32 gigabytes or something like that. The brick yeah, one. Brick guy. The yeah. brick. Yeah, it was literally like this thick and, and like that big. I think I had the one after that one. The na- Like maybe it was a nano, but it was original nano. I don't know, dude. Yeah, they that shit the, was pretty, it was like that. Yeah, it was yeah, with a little screen. With a little screen and the little, and the little circle yeah. guy. I never so, had like I never mess. I, I understand people who had like the shuffle. You remember the shuffle? Yeah, where it didn't have a screen. It was just like no, a that little was, clip on. That was old people who had. Yeah, that because they're like, we don't need a screen on this. I gotta play <laughs> my Led Zeppelin buttons on my screen. Yeah. Dude, that shit was crazy. I I remember and I'm in the car and I'm like to my dad and I'm like, I want an iPod, and I was just joking because I thought I could never have an iPod. He's like, all right, you get an iPod. And so I waited like another like Christmas or whatever, and I got one. I was like, "This is amazing!" I had a Zune though. First, he he got uh-huh. me a Zune. He was like, "Let's see if you really want to listen to music. I'll get you a cheap one first from Sears." Mm-hmm. We went to Sears. He got me the Zune. I remember all this. Yeah, I had to have my cousin put the music on it because I didn't. You didn't know how to do it at the time. That guy from yo, cousin. bro. I'm only. We're, I, I don't know about yeah. I'm only 24, bro. This shit feels crazy. I'm, to yeah, talk I'm 25. About. I'm 23. <laughs> nah, this feels like too. I feel like I this would be some shit we talk about when we're fifty or something. But it's crazy <laughs> to see how fast the technology progressed in such a small time. You know what I mean? Because there was no such thing as Apple Music or fucking that. At least that I didn't know of or Spotify or fucking. Yeah, bro. I remember when YouTube did not have ads on it. Yeah. To me, that shit is crazy. A YouTube with no ads. Yeah, I remember trying to load up a YouTube video. I specifically, I was trying to watch a, a ZZ Top music video. Like, I don't know why. And I had dial-up internet, and it literally was like maybe 240p, uh, you know, resolution. Took me like two days to load that video because the internet was so slow. Like in dial-up, like, you know, like all you could do was go on like AOL Instant Messenger. Mini clip. And what's that? Mini clip. That, no. was, that was a game. That was a game. Online games, mini clip, and addicting games. Addicting game. Okay, so I know addicting games. I never, never. I ripped mini, that mini. shit on dial-up hardcore. I remember. Yeah, it was tough, dude. My mom. I remember early internet days. I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna throw the earliest internet memory that I have, which is looking up boobs on images. <laughs> I just looked up the word boobs, and then my mom was like, "Did you do this?" I'm like, "No." <laughs> I don't know how young I was because yeah. they must have like whenever they showed me the computer, which was like pretty young, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whenever I knew how to log on to it, <laughs> yeah. dude, 
have kids these days, like we were talking to Julian, like they have, they just have full, you know, um, businesses that make more than their parents making TikToks, you know? So mm-hmm. that shit is, has evolved. Yeah, man. Yep. 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 I remember a time where people would say like, you need to go to school, you need a college degree, you need a whatever. And now it's like, I literally have people telling me like older people like, yo, I think, I think now it's kind of like. Not that you don't need it, but in a t- in a sense of like financial and and economic gains, it's like, bro, you could get that shit doing anything, pranks, uh, reviews of music or fucking whatever. Or you, like, bro, you could literally just vlog your fucking life, and if you get people that are interested enough in in your life and your daily stuff, it's like, bro, how much money could you be making just doing that? Yeah, or like getting into like a real job too. Like, you don't some you don't really need a degree as much anymore unless you're like trying to be like a doctor or something you know what I mean like something that requires that like that knowledge but like I mean I can use myself as an example Um, you know I work in uh, the auto body industry first off I didn't even know it was there but uh, you know I'm I'm doing like a real job and you know I'm 25 and I'm like oh like I don't have like a business degree I don't know anything about Selling everything has been that I've learned has been taught to me, you know, from experience. Mm-hmm. And you know, I have my boss who's my like mentor, you know. But you know, you can there are ways to go about it outside of like the regular, like, oh, I got to go to school and get a degree in business or finance or whatever. And then, like, you know, what do you work in the job after? You know, working at Starbucks making you know coffees. And you have more, I guarantee, Tread, that you have more responsibility and make more money than the average person who gets out of college with a business degree. Oh yeah, yeah, big time. Fact. Um, yeah, and that's the that was like Kanye's album. Like I got, but I got you know that skit. You know the skit about the college dropout. The skit on college. But I got my degree now. What I got? <laughs> my degree. It comes with me everywhere I go, and it's like mm-hmm. this amazing skit. You know. Yeah. But that was add so, some shit into perspective. Yeah. It's like, and I'm gonna get a great job. I'm gonna start. So you know what you get to do? You, you get to be the get to be the assistant's assistant. You know, and yeah. it's, it's, but for it's, it's, real, bro. Yeah. You know, and you just, yeah, man. I mean, I went to business school. I can tell you, um, uh, I was high, but so, and I fucking went right through it, man. It was fine. Yeah. It was just, it was a breeze. Yeah, but you, but you're you're utilizing it at least. No, see, the thing is, I'm using it, but I, you know what? It wasn't for me the business school. It was about. It was probably three professors who I learned a lot from, and that was worth it. You know, but yeah, quote unquote worth it. You could argue, but mm-hmm. I never, I didn't learn anything from my classes. I just learned from people. I had certain professors who wanted me to learn like real shit, and then that's what they would teach us. And there was only like three of those, maybe through my whole college experience. Went to college, went to two different colleges over the course course of four and a half years, and there was probably three two, professors, two different. Yeah, I went to a community college, and then I went to a university. Yeah, I went to two community colleges. But uh, even in those, I only met one, one teacher that was really like, yeah. okay, he's really teaching some shit. You know what I mean? Other than that, I feel like, I think even this kind of even goes back to the whole thing about media, and it's like following this culture that goes on in that specific you know world. It's like a lot of teachers they get a fucking, they sign up to be teachers, and I guess they get this curriculum that the board set up for them like this is what's important for these kids to learn and it's like even though the teacher may be like yeah maybe some of this shit is pretty irrelevant maybe they should be learning some other shit to keep my job 
I'll fucking just follow this word by word. And it's like with the one teacher I had in college, it was like, this is literally how we started the first day. He was like, all right, guys, uh, this is English two. And if you ain't learned English from fucking high school, I don't know what to tell you. We're not doing English. That's exactly what he told me. He was like, if you don't know how to write by now, like, how did you even get here? Which is so true. Like, yep. Why am I still judging your writing, bro? You should be a fucking... You should know how to your write Your grammar is incorrect, yeah. and you're 20 years old. And like, you know what's sad is that people still make those mistakes, bro. Like, people don't know how to write. Nope. Yeah. It's crazy, Facts, like... Facts, dude. I actually can relate to you, like... Sorry to cut you off, but... No, like, you're good. Like, my English 2, I had a 7 a.m. English 2 class, and my professor was also... He was going to get, like, his, you know, master degree or whatever. So he's a student as well, and he was like, nobody wants to be here at 7 a.m., I don't want to be here at 7 a.m. And he's like, I'm not going to be judging what you're writing. He's like, we're going to be looking at writing that, you know, people have done and judging it together and figuring out, oh, what what made this writing good so that you can use it for your own mm-hmm. writing. So that's how that whole class was kind of Oof. based around, you know. Yeah, so it was, it was a different approach to it. We still did the curriculum, but we approached it a different way. And, you know, and maybe it was because he was a younger guy. He could, I don't know, you know, I don't know, but it was definitely different. Yeah, no, you see, I, I appreciate teachers like that where it's like bro fuck the curriculum like at this yeah. point this is some shit and and not even fuck the curriculum because he actually played by the curriculum rules and just bent it yeah to his way you know what i mean oh and, yeah those were the best ones that i had who really bro, yeah oh my god like just hearing that made me want to be like yo i want to fucking do that because that's yeah. the shit that i like i love learning bro like i love learning and it's such a shame that the place where you would go to learn is the place where I despise going. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. every time I think about going back to college, it's like, oh, bro, I'm not trying to do these papers. I'm not trying to fucking, you know. My first English, right? So I failed the first English, and that's how I got the English to second time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But uh, basically, the first time, my teacher was like, all right, guys, the point of this class is to make you the best writer that you could be. So by the end of this course... We need your writing to be top notch. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I bet. His homework was fucking ridiculous, bro. Like, oh, read this little section and and answer these questions about it. I'm like, we're not doing no... Like, this is English class. Like, that shit would have been better for homework. But I'm like, I'm not going to waste my time doing this bullshit that really, like, it's it's legit yeah. a waste of time. Yeah. Right? All, all of our homework was all reading. I did none of mm-hmm. my homework, bro. Like, absolutely yeah. none of my homework. The finals came, right? So, with the finals, what they do with the finals is you'll write a whole fucking essay and they'll send it to three different judges in three different states and they'll give you a score from one to seven. Seven being the best, right? I failed my English one. When I went to English 2 and it came time for the finals, he was like, yo, you took your finals and you passed? I'm like, I don't know. He was like, well, I'm going to check, but just do it right now and so until I figure it out. And if you did it, you don't got to do it. Don't worry about it. He's like, yo, you did it. You did it. So don't do it. Right? So I'm just waiting for everybody to finish, bro. When class ended, he comes to me. He's like, bro, you got three sevens. Like, they they scored your, your essay as perfect. Like, and in the back of my mind, I'm like, yo... If the point of that class was to make me the best writer I could be, how the fuck am I repeating this course? You know what I'm saying? Like, 
it, it, it made no sense to me, bro. Like, I get the homework and the point system and all this mm-hmm. extra shit, but it's like, bro, if the point of this class is to do this and this student displays this, there should be no reason why you hold this kid back and repeat. It's it's a waste of time. But the, pro- the problem is it, that's not the point. The point is not to... The point is follow our rules. Yeah. To a T. And that's what that showed me. Yes. That's what that showed me. It's rule following. But this is the thing. My girlfriend's a teacher, dude. Like, yeah, what you were saying in the beginning about, like, the board and these people. Like, nobody... It's not about learning. It's about people keeping their jobs, making their jobs very simple so they don't have to do anything. Not really caring about teachers, but just say they do. And then teachers who are resentful about their administration get tenure and then really don't care. So now you have tenure. So now you have teachers in positions that nobody at the school supports them. So, they don't, mm-hmm. so they're saying, I'm not getting supported, so I don't care. And I have tenure. So try to get me out of here, you know? So I'm just yeah. going to skate. I'm just going to skate by. Yeah. And I'm going to take my paycheck. I'm going to take my tenure. And I'm going to make X amount increase in my salary each year i'm gonna have my summers off and then i'm gonna retire in 25 years and dip out and just ride my pension through you know and that's our american system of education in most areas because it's underfunded it's not we've been it's a it's a system that's been the same system when it's the same thing for a hundred years hey uh can we change a couple things or like you know yeah i mean it's amazing to me yeah man i don't know i don't even know how it is in this town but like in my town North Bergen that shit is fucking corrupt 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 it's like you you wouldn't even think like the education system would have to be political but I yeah, feel like it really you, be like that yeah, bro. yeah vote for the wrong person and you won't be here tomorrow you yeah. know what I mean type of thing my my 7th grade teacher and it's one of my favorite like in school experiences I ever had she was my 7th grade English and like homeroom teacher and uh, again, another English class, but you know, her, like we had a daily homework assignment outside of like our normal writing and reading and stuff. But she was like, because this is a writing and English, you know, class, we're gonna not only like do the curriculum that we're supposed to do, but I want you to go do your own research. So every day we had to bring in uh, a quote. So it could be a, a poem or something, you know, from a book or from a movie or from uh, a song. So we like we'd all bring in and we all shared and like talked about it, you know, like what does that mean to you and in the context of like the picture and everything. And it was just like it made learning like about like literature and about like just all different types of genres fun. You know, it was different than just going, no, this is, you know, Shakespeare and you need to read Shakespeare and understand, (sighs) you know what I mean? Like, and I personally like enjoy reading Shakespeare like I, I enjoy it but that's just me you know I'm, I might be weird for that but yeah, I don't know it sounds like you have some great ass teachers bro yo he's yeah. a poet but so that was oh, that was that, but yeah true it is that is true that's and that's also part of why I like he looks it, like but. a golfer but he's really a poet yeah yeah um, but uh, that was her first year she was 24 25 her first year of teaching ever I mean you know she did her like stuff before she was fired at the end of that year. Mm. Yeah. And everybody loved her. Like, it wasn't just my class. Like, anybody who had her as a teacher, <sighs> mm-hmm. like, held her on a pedestal. God damn. And she, they got fired her at the but end of that year. It's the great resignation, man. I mean, it's not It's not just these other industries. Teaching is probably the most 
resignations, you know, um, especially during COVID because they already had a system that was hanging on by a thread and then they had a global pandemic that completely turned it around. They couldn't even teach people in person. Do you think they're going to teach them through a screen? They're five. They don't even... Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Like, like yeah, how are you yeah. going to get that? How are you going to do that? So you take a system that already wasn't working and then you put um, 400 restraints on it and now it's... Yeah. So it, then it implodes on itself. So that's really... Sure, the teaching, we all know that's fucked, but these kids, yo, and dude some of their parents just don't care you know and that's sad but but that's the thing is like sure college kids they didn't get their you know maybe they're able to go out that year or whatever but these little kids especially they got yeah it's not good dude it's not i would like to know from your from your guys experiences like uh personally for me like while in school and you know learning shit like you know shakespeare and all this extra shit one thing I really felt uncomfortable with or had a problem with is not feeling like I related to the content in a sense of like my culture or like where I come from, what I grew up on. And it's like, you know, you told me you're Irish and Italian. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know if we read any, you know, Italian writers, maybe Italian writers, but you know, maybe Irish writers or anything that pertained to like your history or like did you guys feel that or I know that's something that I always fucking I hated English bro because yeah. one thing I knew mm-hmm. was that I was never gonna hear from a fucking Hispanic person ever right one time and the book was fucking garbage yeah it, 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 I didn't I didn't fuck with it but yeah I mean I, I mean I guess up until like college I never really like thought about it to be honest like it wasn't something that I like I even like registered in my head like oh like maybe I'm only hearing like one type of people's perspective and not you know other perspectives it was until I went to college and and I started reading other types of literature from all different types of people that I was like oh there's so many different points of view and so many different types of uh experiences that you just kind of miss out if you stick in the oh here we're going to read this and this and this that are that everybody for the past 50 years has been reading over and over again because it's a classic mm-hmm. sure you should read those things but there's so many other uh things out there and i again i didn't realize it until college but that was just my experience with it i mean i don't know how, how well you, you how you feel yeah yeah i in high school i was a definitely like a stoner you know and i was high like most of the days and one of my teachers definitely just knew and noticed but she was a hippie too and she said we were reading i liked the books we were reading fahrenheit 451 1984 but she she's like hey you'll like this book and it was called the electric kool-aid acid test and it was about ken kesey and it was about um these people called the merry pranksters who like rode around with the grateful dead and they had a bus and it was they just did they just mixed acid and orange juice and just went on crazy journeys together and that was the first time that i was like oh wait there's like stuff that i'm genuinely that i genuinely enjoy reading so then i got into this guy henry david doreau and I started reading and I read this book called Walden and it's like this massive book about this guy just living in the wilderness, living in the middle of nowhere by himself and thinking that every man should do that, you know? And so mm-hmm. I actually, in high school, I was put on just by this one teacher. And then in my own curiosity, I found I would be in a class, whatever class it was, 
and I would be reading. So we had iPads in high school. Like it was like the first people to have like iPads in high school. Same. And same. yeah, yeah. So I would be reading those books while I was in class, and that was the first time I found literature that and found anything that I wanted to read. Yeah. And then I took an autobiography class in high school, and then that opened me up to like a whole nother set of like human experiences and so now yeah I never connected with with much um kind of in school but like once I once I knew that I had it was my job to find the stuff then I was kind of I would keep going but never on like a cultural level have you ever thought like no no I I kind of wish that that happened but no I like no I don't remember but the thing is like I didn't really I guess not to say I feel like Maybe this is a blanket generalization, but I don't know. I didn't have a culture that I recognized, you know? Mm. I did, I guess, like my family and my extended family, but, you know, I didn't have, like, I don't know how it is for you, but I don't know. I just, I didn't, I didn't have, like, a culture where I was like, that's not my culture, because, like, I'm not sure I really knew my culture, you know? Mm. Not sure I had one that was deep enough. I relate to that a lot. Yeah. Most, most just regular white people, I feel like. I feel like just don't have a fucking, you know, because you it's grow like, up here. And even though you may be diverse in your own way, like Irish, Italian, British, you know, but you don't since you don't grow up with that connected somewhat, you grow up in this this type of country and it's 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 mainly, yes. you know, European people. Yeah. So it's like you kind of just the Anglo-Saxon European. It kind of just it, it kind of just mix. fits and it just feels yeah, okay. You kind of blend in to everything else you know and and that's yeah i never read nobody was like hey you're like irish heritage i'm like nobody told me but but what they said was hey you have extended relatives i gotta have a salt we gotta get a salt gun can you (laughs) can you pull that up on amazon (laughs) yeah Um, yeah yeah, i'm on it um but yeah they uh my dad said okay you have relatives in ireland and uh, my grandmother went to ireland every year you know, for like the past 20 years of her life or something. And so that was a good connection. Never heard the language, never. You know, I never, um, no, I never like went there. My dad went there, but like my grandma was tapped in. Like she had her, saw her extended family there and stuff. And then dude, the Italian and Sicilian side, like not even like, I don't, but I, my great, one of my great grandfathers was in the first Italian CIA which was really cool to know. And he wrote a biography of Mussolini. No, that is sick. Yep. That is nice. So like, but I didn't know that till I was like 20. That's crazy. So like, I didn't even know my own heritage, not let alone culture. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I think that's something that people like, it's um, like, imagine not having a culture that you can even... Identify with. Yeah, really identify with and be like, that's my people, you know? But... In the same in the same regard, this is one of the fucked up things I think about of, of our society in terms of like race, you know, where like you, there's so much diversity behind these these one colors that you give people brown, black, white. It's like, no, bro, like black people are so diverse. Brown people are so diverse. Yeah. Yeah. Stop putting a fucking color on it. Like, yeah. but in the same way, I feel like that's what gives you the ability to feel like you don't have a crisis you know what i mean like yeah you're not connected to your attack well i don't know i don't mean to speak on your behalf but like you know like i'm not connected to my italian and, and irish roots and it's like it's okay because one you don't think of it as a kid and two the content that you're reading the people kind of look like you 
you know, the words are, you know, they resonate with everything you hear growing up. You don't hear Gaelic or you don't hear Italian. So the words on the paper seem completely fine to you. Don't add any extra, you know, shit to it. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, with me, it's like, yo, like, damn, what, where, where's, where's the Spanish words at? You know, like, where's the Spanish expressions where it's like when somebody's mad, you you get that Spanish curse word and it's like you don't see that in, in these books. You don't you don't get those perspectives and it's like But and I want that though. Like I wanna learn that. Not being from that too. You know? Yeah, and it's like yeah. for sure. Like I love like that's part of the reason why I do this. I love just talking to different people from I look like I talk to people from all over the world every week, you know, just virtually. You know, it's great. But but like I'm genuinely interested in that in the other cultures, you know, mm-hmm. and music is a great gateway, you know, to yeah. like get to that. But yeah, like but it's not even the fact that, oh, me as identifying or even you yourself, oh, I'd like to see more of my culture. Like, so do other people. They want to learn about your culture, too. You yeah, know? but you know what's crazy is the fact that growing up, I never thought of it that way where it's like, yo, why do I dread these classes? Mm. But as I grew up, it was like, you know when I realized it? When I read the autobiography of Malcolm X. Mm-hmm. And my teachers didn't give me that book. It was a book that was in my house for years and I never touched it because I'm a kid and I don't fucking like reading. But the moment I read that book, it all hit me. It was like, holy shit, this is why I dread these fucking classes, bro. Because I don't know who I am and the shit that's in these classes is not telling me who I am and it's not resonating with what's around me. You know what I mean? Like, I get it, like, but holy shit it was like a fucking boulder lifted off my shoulders and thrown back on because it's like what a relief I finally understand why this shit is so dreadful but then throw it back on to me because it's like oh it's your responsibility to fucking go and learn now yeah like the you know ignorance I mean? was bliss kind of but now yeah. the weight's on your shoulders right to fucking yeah. learn you yeah. know what I mean because your teachers ain't gonna do it you know what I mean yeah. so it's like yeah. holy shit I had to teach myself basically Spanish from scratch you know what I mean and fucking do my Spanish history like the music was there of course like every fucking party we're getting drunk and listening to that shit my grandma only speaking Spanish you know what I mean and being in her house and, and this is I mean, she spoke English too but you know very broken and but it was like oh now I gotta go and do this extra work and find out the roots and bro this shit got deep like if I could you get a general knowledge of like your people from like people who don't give a fuck which would be like your parents and your grandparents who just like when you're something you don't care about being that something because you just are you know what I mean it's like for my grandma it's like I'm Puerto Rican I don't have to know my history or you, anything you don't have to look because I it. embody it like I yeah. speak it I think it I feel it I eat it like everything about her is Puerto Rican so you don't have to worry about knowing who you are because it's just like it's just built but for somebody like me growing up in a, in the States, it's like, holy shit, why do I kind of feel torn? You know what I mean? And it's like, I got to start digging. And it, the digging, I couldn't even dig with my grandparents because like, they'll give me the, the you got to mind you, a lot of my history of, of like my family is uneducated, you know, given that the island and all that extra shit is just just wasn't good you know what I mean so the education level is very low so it's like they didn't get much of their history and you get a general idea like oh yeah we come from Indians and Africans and Spaniards and it's like that's like the thin film that they fill you in with and then for me to have to like fucking 
dig deeper than that, it was like, holy shit, I didn't even know shit gets this deep. You know what I mean? So it's a beautiful experience. And I, I low-key want other people to have that, especially white and black people, African and European people. Because in this country, you guys get grouped in the most as just colors. You know what I mean? At least with Hispanic people, it's like you got the Mexicans. Everybody knows you got Mexicans, you got Puerto Ricans, you got Everybody kind of knows us by definition, you know what I mean? So with white people and black people, you see a black person, it's like, I don't give a fuck what type of black person he is. He's just a black person. And you look at a white person, I don't give a fuck what type of white person. I just know he's white. You know what I mean? And boom, you're just categorized as these two big-ass groups. But little do you know, like, there's so much to you guys. And it's like, you know, I... I low-key want to learn from other people to be like, yo, like, this is what Irish music sounds like, or, like, this and this and that and the third. Like, when I met Turk, when I met Turk for Orhun. the first time, yeah, Orhun, bro, I that's the first Turkish person I ever met, you know? So it's like... Me too, man. I, I was like, yo, I want to know. Like, I want to know how the fuck you say hi so that when I walk in, I know how to say hi to your mom. And I want to know what your music sounds like. And I want to... And, bro, like, being around him, I got to learn some of his culture and like you know push myself to learn more about his culture and bro that experience is dope and i think that's what the um i don't want to say america because america is not just the united states shout out residente right it's not just the united states it's, it's a fucking huge piece of land with mad places on it you got south america you got central america you got the united states you got canada you got the caribbean you like bro i feel like in the united states this is what the United States should be about. Learning that we're this fucking... We come from immigrants who come from different places of the world, but yet we come here and just forget all about it. And it's like, all right, well, I'm white, I'm black. And it's like, okay, let me just live like Got, this. Gotta go to work. It, yeah, as you know? opposed to like... <laughs> yeah. To, to fulfill the American dream, to leave my culture. Yeah. You know, right. and don't, don't you remember your example of the American dream and like that example in one, I don't know if you, that one Instagram post that you made, uh, uh, it, it had a description, an example of most people leave here to go to America to chase the American dream. But I feel like I have to like leave the American dream to go back to my people. Yes. Mm. Yes. And that's something that's very like, I, it, especially for me, because I don't know about for you guys, right? But at least with, in, in my case, right? Everybody prior to me and my mom was born on the islands. And for 200 plus years, they all been on the island. You know what I mean? Like I've done the ancestry work and like I can't even find somebody that came directly from Spain. You know what I mean? So everybody's just been on these islands for 200 plus years. And it's like... Puerto Rico. Yeah, Puerto Rico and, and Cuba. Well, I don't know much about the Cuban side, so I'm not going to say that. But mm -hmm. in, in in terms of Puerto Rico, it's all my family history is there. You know what I mean? So being the first generation here, it's like, I don't know what the fuck pops up in, in, in my family's head, but like they don't pass the shit on as much as they should. You know, like the language isn't passed on as a thing of like, as an identification. It's more so like, as a kid, you only hear it because they're telling secrets that the little kids can't know about. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, you're hearing Spanish, but it's not for the the process of learning or to, you know, to carry it on. It's more so like, 
we got to keep whatever the fuck we're saying hiding. under the rug. And don't yeah. don't they want kind of like not to speak for them, but like don't they kind of want their kids to be like Americanized, you know, just like fit in, like uh, go, you know, like make go to school, you know, kind of like you're here, so they would have let kept you, like you would have been in there if yeah, they wanted you to grow up there, you know. But the fact that you're here, all right, well, yeah, now you have to kind of fit in more and like be yeah. with everybody else and. I don't think it was a conscious decision. Yeah, no, for sure. Because, like, for my dad, he came here into the States, and he knew no English. Born on the island, came here at God knows what age, and he knew no English. And now English is, like, his fucking first language. You would think it's his first language. You know what I mean? So it's... I don't think it was a conscious thing. Mm-hmm. I think it just became a... When you get detached from something, right? When you become detached to your culture, it's like, what do you need to survive? For my dad, English was the thing to survive because especially where he grew up, it's a lot of gang activity. It's a lot of violence. It's a lot of... And he told me like his first time fighting was like because he didn't know whether the guy was insulting him or what because he didn't know English. He was like, I don't know what the fuck he's saying, but I feel like I'm in trouble, so I'm going to just fuck him up. And that was his first, you know, street fight. So I think the thing of survival is like, English was my needs of survival. I have to... This is going to be my 24-7 every fucking day now. So I got to learn this shit. And you don't even think about culture or the importance of history or whatever. You just have kids and you're just speaking English naturally because that's how you survived. And it sucks, but, you know, I had to grow up with that. And it's like, it was painful because every party, every family gathering, every... Whatever it is, bro, like your culture is in your face but you don't know it's like you just can't grab it you know what I mean it's like I know I'm Puerto Rican I know I'm Cuban but what the fuck does that mean cause I don't I see it I hear it I taste it but I don't feel it you know what I mean and it began like this whole fucking chase on like you know pick it up pick it up pick it up pick it up and try to solidify this identity that you carry you know what I mean the the blood that flows through my fucking veins, like I have no idea where it, where it is, you know, or what it means, or and that's the whole journey that it took for me, because at least I had the privilege of having my culture right beside me. It's like maybe for you guys, it's like maybe your Italian, your first Italian immigrant came from fucking like 1700s yeah. or 1800s. So it's like, it is like English, the, yes. English, English. At a point where it's like. But this is you don't have it beside you. I had you know meatballs and everything. Like I had like classic, but it really was like it. It was just there. A lot of it's lost. You know, Mm -hmm. like a lot of whatever was is lost. And I won't. I had the core fundamentals. You know, of the meatballs and spaghetti. Like that was that happened. Like we were Italian. We're Italian. We're Italian. You know, and the other side was Irish. Yeah. Hey Giovanni, go we're gonna go down the Joey's, go get a couple slices, all right? <laughs> but um, yeah, man, and and my grandma listened to my other grandma listened to only Irish music every time I came into her house. There was Beautiful. Irish music, right? So like, I got that, you know. But but um, I didn't get the like you're saying, like the real like in my face, you know. I got the the three generations passed down because mm-hmm. it was the my I think on both sides it was my great great grandparents who immigrated here maybe a third maybe mm-hmm. a third like and i don't even know that <laughs> you know 
And if it's hard for me, I could only imagine a third great grandparent being the first one here, you know? Dude. Yeah. Dude. That shit must I, be fucking crazy. I, I have a, I mean, I guess kind of like a similar experience to you, Sully. Like, my, the closest I had to, like, because I'm, I'm also, Ita- I'm Italian and German. Mm-hmm. Uh, on my mom's side of the family is the Italian side, and I was always so much closer with them. So I had more Italian influence in my life. Uh, than I did the German side you mm-hmm. know it's just how it was how it played out yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, my great great aunt she lived to be 95 which Respect. hopefully I get some of those genes you know what I'm saying yes. Yes, sir. but um, I would talk to her even as like a kid like you know I wanted to know like her, a little bit about her like story and so her her parents now she's my great great aunt so it's twice up and then her parents were the first generation immigrants uh, to the United States. So when she was a kid and she had 13 siblings, which is insane, but that was common at Very that time. Normal. Yeah. Right. Um, and I think she was born in the twenties, maybe I, I, I could be mistaken on that, but twenties, thirties, pr- pretty close to then. Um, twenties. Yeah. Yeah, probably. So, uh, when she was a kid, English was forbidden from her father you were not to speak english anywhere in his presence mm-hmm. um but her mom wanted them to learn wanted her to learn english you know that's was like you need to you need to be a part of american society and english is a part of that to survive yeah. right exactly um so she had because her mom had allowed her to speak english she started to actually kind of like I don't know, way resent the Italian uh, language, but like almost forgot it. So, you know, I mean, I only know her, knew her for a brief sliver of her life and a part of my life as well. But I would ask her like things about, you know, Italian like culture or like how to even say specific words in Italian and she wouldn't be able to tell me. And she was smart as a tack until, until she passed away. Yeah. But she's like, you know, I mean, I haven't spoken in Italian since I was you know a teenager maybe you mm-hmm. know maybe even longer than that so yeah. I, you know i don't really know anymore you know but i think the next part of that that i would kind of include in this whole thing um about not only learning about your own culture but learning about other cultures is food i mean mm-hmm. i can't tell you how many times like i've gone to a different type of restaurant and it's usually with working with people who are from that type of culture and they're like, oh, do you like this type of food? And I'm like, I've never had it, but let's let's go. I, I want to seek that out because then, one, you're around people who are that culture. Like, I went to an Egyptian place in Patterson. I never had Egyptian food. I don't even know what they serve. But everybody there that's working there is Egyptian. And the, the customers that come in are either Egyptian or they want to eat Egyptian food. And so, like, you're kind of – you get into this, like, oh, I, I, I'm getting a, a sliver of it, you know? Um, you get to experience that type of culture, and same like same thing with other cultures as well. Like I, I worked with a, a guy who was, was Puerto Rican, and he was like, "Hey, let's go to this restaurant, and they've got all this types of you know food that I I grew up eating." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Okay, like I want to," because I feel like it gives me a window into like into like that type of experience, you know. Yeah. And it's something small, but it's like okay, I can kind of get a feel for a little bit like you know what a family dinner looked like you know in a puerto rican household or in an egyptian household or you know all these all these types of things um but you know i mean i'm kind of the same way with you we grew up eating like you know spaghetti meatballs mm-hmm. but 
my great aunt was the one cooking them. So she had a very like grounded in Italian. The closest thing you had. That was the closest thing that I had. Yeah. uh, To like a true Italian experience, you know? Yeah. Um, But it kind of gets, I mean, not that it gets lost, but you know, it it gets passed down, but it's different after it changes hands. It's always different. You know what I mean? Like I grew up eating spaghetti meatballs, but we'd also eat, cow neck bones in in the meat sauce so like mm-hmm. that was apparently oh, that was the fire yeah oh my god it, I mean, it's amazing if you haven't tried mm-hmm. neck bones in like mm-hmm. like meat sauce phenomenal it, it, and it's legit cow neck bones in there but the meat on it when you cook it in the sauce falls apart and then becomes like the, the bolognese like the meat in the sauce uh, oh dude unreal another level unreal yeah, but no, like it's... those were like those little hints of things that I, I I got, but I never really like consciously thought about it. You know what I mean? Like growing yeah. up, you know, I never really like thought about it. I don't know. Maybe for me, it was like such a traumatic experience that it was like it. I'm I'm not even gassing it. Like I literally had a fucking identity crisis, you know. But you know, thank God because now I understand a lot more than I did. Yeah. But. I, I, I don't know. I feel like I, I want to encourage people to do shit like that. You know what I mean? Like, at least take a little time to... I know a lot of people don't have uh, the willpower to fucking learn a language that's completely foreign, you know? Even though it correlates to you. But I feel like it's one of the most uh, vital things in learning where you come from. Because the language of what you speak, bro, like that's that's your thoughts, that's your emotions, that's your expressions, that's how you let everything inside of you out. And when you learn a language, you learn how your people express themselves and how they view the world and how they, you know what I mean? Like, for example, like in in one of the native languages from, from the islands, from the Caribbean, the same word for heart correlates with the same word for wisdom. Or for wise, you know what I mean? So it's like, you get a little window into how these people view the world and how they view emotions and how, you know, like wisdom comes from here, not from here. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's very crazy to think. So now when you learn the language, you start to associate wisdom with your heart as opposed to your mind. It actually changes. It changes the way way you think about the way you think. And there's things that can't be described in like, think about how limited we are with one language, you know, Mm -hmm. like there's things that you'll never be able to describe in this language, no matter how dynamic it might be, you know? And that's what I feel like the United States has a fucking big pedestal, uh, like a big, like fucking advantage on everybody else because like we're such a, there's so many cultures here and imagine if we all embraced it and now like not only do we know ourselves but now we can express ourselves in way more different ways because we've shared with each other each other's cultures so it's like i could be expressing something in spanish blah 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 blah, and then there's something that i want to say to this person that i can't express in the spanish language so now i say it in an arabic word and because we both have arabic friends we all know what the fuck this word this one word means and now everybody knows what i'm talking about you know what i mean like that would be a fucking beautiful experience. I mean, oh man, Spanish has a lot of Arabic influence, by the way. Mm-hmm. So you know, but, but yeah, and everything's been commercialized. Like a ma- like think about think of the reason why they would people would tell you to learn Spanish when English is your first language. Oh, you'll be looked at for a job. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not even right. for the purpose nope. of learning. Yeah, it's not like, oh, you're gonna, you're gonna connect with your neighbor. You know what I mean? No, like, no, no. It's, it's not just, about that. Like, and it's well, in a corporate entity, if you speak more than one language, it actually puts you above the pool of the other candidates in the corporate entity. So you're gonna actually have to rise up in the ranks yeah. if you learn a language. It's not about culture, you know. <laughs> like, right. It was never about that. So and that's crazy because yeah. even in in I think it was World War Two, if I'm not mistaken, but or World War One. I, I, my history on the, on United States history is horrible, but. Uh, I believe they credit the win, the the win on our side, because of the Navajo Indians, because their language was so complex that they actually used them as code talkers. Yeah, that's World War Two. That's yeah. World War Two. It's like, bro, like the same people you fucking beat the shit out of, pummeled into a little corner, and discriminated against, and made the worst living conditions possible, are the same people you use, and mm-hmm. they're the same reason why you win, like. Yeah, and they still do do that to them, you know. Like yeah. they still happen, and still treated in the same conditions. And it's, yeah. right, bro. It's, it's I read insane. I read um, the book that Trevor Noah wrote was called Born a Crime. Uh, he's the the host of um, the Daily Show. Daily Show, and one of the things that have always kind of stuck with me from that book was because he grew up in South Africa uh, during apartheid, and there where he was at all the different villages you you could tell where you were from by based on what language you spoke Mm. and his mother installed in him that you need to learn as many languages as you can he speaks like seven languages and when he was growing up i think he was like a teenager maybe in his 20s or something these guys were gonna like jump him and he heard them talking in whatever language it was and so he turned around and was and talk to them back in their language but they thought that you know he was from a different village and spoke a different language and he was like if i can if i speak your language i am you because mm-hmm. because now they and then they didn't jump them they ended up talking to him and they went about their day and you know but the other you know he was the other and then he wasn't right and then he was a part of them yes you know yes. he he yeah, was he made them. a connection yeah right and it's like it, and, and and that's the beauty about that shit because mm-hmm you could still hold on to your identity and relate to somebody else. And it's like, I find that when you, when you take the time to learn somebody else's culture, they fucking love it, bro. Like when, especially like in my job, like there's an Arabic dude, he's a Palestinian, but like, you know, you work however you work and blah, blah, blah. But bro, you, you show interest in his culture. You show interest in his, with anybody. And it's like, they light up. It's like, oh shit, he cares. Like, and now you guys build this bond. And it's like, with that whole story, it's like they look at you as like this outsider. But the minute you speak their language, the minute you show, like, yeah, I'm different, but I took the time to know you, it becomes so much more bigger than, you know, they, it kind of like takes them out of that fucking small mindset that they had. And it's like, oh shit, this guy took the time to learn who we are. And it's like, oh shit, we could relate. Fuck whatever I was about to rob you for. Like, yeah. it became bigger than that. It became more important than the material. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's and it's really just holding that person to, uh, like, when it comes to the Trevor Noah thing, it's like holding that person to a higher standard now. It's like, oh, yeah. Like, no, you were, like, a lower person. Like, I didn't care about you. Yeah, maybe not lower. You, maybe not lower, but... I don't know. To jump somebody, you can't be like, the, well, they're, you know, in, better in than that, me. In that know? scenario, yes. That, that was how it was, like looked at yeah. like they 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 were holding different like 
I don't want to say like classes, but okay, the that, villages, that region and shit. Yeah. The villages, yeah, 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 exactly. Looked at each other in like different in hostility lights. and mm-hmm. and you're lesser and yeah. Right, right. So in that scenario, yeah, you, you absolutely are. Correct. But yeah, no modern scenario. I don't think it's, I think it's probably you know dependent. There's nuances, but modern scenario. I think it's more so just a just a or like the lack of interest of not even like just not even wanting to explore that. You know, that's almost yeah. it's almost apathy now. You know, where it's just like, mm. oh, another culture. All right, well, there's a bunch of people who have different cultures everywhere. What am I supposed to learn all their culture? You know, but yeah. I, I look at it more like, like, I look at it like, I just want to, I'm just curious. I'm just curious. Same shit for just, me. Yeah, I just want to yeah. know. Yeah. Like, how, so why do you eat that? Like, what is that? You know? And then you ask Why them, do you eat that? Yeah, exactly. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I remember Jay-Z had a line in one of his songs where it's like, I can't remember it exactly, but he was like, pig intestines that we ingested, shit that we ate because you I forgot how you rhymed it but basically like saying like we eat pig skin or pig intestines and that became part of our culture because the slave master wouldn't let us eat shit so he just tossed us the intestines after he ate the pig and just left us the intestines and so we cooked the intestines and that's how we survived and that carried on and carried on and carried on and it's like oh shit we eat pig intestines because our great 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 whatever the fucks were slaves that just this is all they had you know what I mean? And it tells a bigger story. You know what I mean? Like, bacon becomes so much more important or, like, whatever the fuck, you know? Like, so, I don't know. Culture to me has been something that's, like, very important in my life now. And it's, like, going back to that thing that you, how it originally started, it's, like, I feel like I have the need to go back, you know? And be the first person in my family who goes back, you know? And... I don't know. I need to reconnect. It's like, it's not even a want. It's almost a need, a necessity of like fully indulging into, it's the last piece into figuring out who I am type of thing. You know what I mean? In terms of the shit that, that makes this physical me possible, you know? And do you find yourself in your music telling those stories and that are like relating to it in your music too? Or is this kind of separate thing that you're really focused on or has it blended too? It's 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 blended a bit mm-hmm. because for all my life it's always been English, you know, rapping in English, doing this, this, and that, and the third. But I don't know if you've seen, but recently, for the past, I guess like two years, it's been reggaeton, like actually rapping in Spanish and singing in Spanish, and you know, even incorporating like native words from my island into the music. You know, like that's kind of like the next step I want to get into. It's like it's bigger than just. Because we could even get deeper to the point where it's like, you know, yeah, we're we're Puerto Rican and Spanish is the language of the island, but it's like on a deeper level, it's the language of the conqueror, you know what I mean? And it's not even the full picture of who I am, you know, because a lot of Spanish in, in a lot of Spanish countries, you have words that come from African and Native American origin. And we just say it because we grew up hearing it for so long, but it's like we literally had aunts and great uncles who are more African or more Indian and it's like you don't you don't even embrace that side because for them on the island speaking those languages was like what are you doing you know what I mean you have to learn Spanish you know so but it it, it, it prides me to know like that that was the deep thinking I had to do too the deep digging that I had to do where it's like oh shit this word this whole time I've been saying is actually a native word or an Arabic word, or or an African word, you know, and it's like holy shit, what the fuck? So yeah. 
it's like I want to embrace those sides of me too, you know. So right now I've been doing heavy like native research on like as much as I could pick up on the languages that that came from the Caribbean and it's like trying to get as close to that as possible. So now it clicks in more, you know. Like I was reading recently um something called the the Hibaro dialect of Puerto Rico, right? So a Hibaro is what I kind of was explaining to you before where it's like you grow up in the mountains, you grow up on a farm, you grow up working the land and basically you're a Hibaro technically was a uneducated person. So this person usually was of mixed race, usually of the three that I'm talking about, African, indigenous and Spanish. And for, th- for for hundreds of years, just growing up with that mix and that environment. And uh, I got to dive into, like, within that paper, it tells you, like, a lot of the Puerto Rican dialect, the major contributions, a lot of it comes from, like, indigenous background, like the shit that they talk about. And a lot of the African influence is more so in the music. And more so maybe in the foods, you know. But I hear my... I, I was listening to my... It actually, while I was hearing my grandma talk, I'm like, oh shit, does she even know that she's not even using a Spanish word? You know what I mean? Like, she was sitting with my with my grandpa's uh, sister and she referred to the front of the house as a bate, which basically like the patio, you know what I mean? But in Spanish it's not bate bate is just the indigenous word from Puerto Rico that you use to refer to that the Indian the 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 caciques right the how would you put it? the chiefs right they had bigger homes and they had a different structure home and they had the front part of their house as the bate you know what i mean the other regular homes didn't have that but that word still carries on into her spanish you know what i mean and it's like I don't even think she peeps that shit, you know what I mean? But it it gives me more pride. It gives me more information. It lets me know, like, where I come from. La Plena. La Plena. Oh, La Plena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's more so African-based music that comes from Puerto Rico. Yeah, I got that from one of your posts, too. Yeah, man, bro. It, 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 it makes me so proud to know, like, all this shit that makes, like, these beautiful cultures. You know what I mean? Like... Who would think, like, looking like me, that I have, like, West African roots, you know what I mean? Like, you would never guess in a hundred years, or indigenous roots, you know? Just looking at me, you just think, like, he's just white, you know? The society standards, because we go based off of race and not based off of ethnicity, or not based off of science, you know what I mean? Race isn't really science. Race is just this ideology that was passed down in order to promote supremacy, you know? It's cultural more cultural yeah it's more cultural than it is science you know what I'm saying like yeah you get structures and you know anatomic value that's the most science you're gonna fucking get from it but it doesn't paint any type of fucking story of where you come from you know what I mean or who makes up your your blood like I was literally telling my mom the other day uh my mom is Cuban and Puerto Rican but she's very much like my skin tone you know like very much on the wider side and she has the gene for sickle cell anemia, right? And whatever, we did DNA tests for her or whatever. And I was I did my research. I was like, holy shit, sickle cell anemia is a is an African uh trait. 
it's something that developed in Africa and was something that got passed on through African people as a way to survive malaria. And I'm like, my mom holds that trait. That shit is so weird. So when I was, when she was giving birth to me, the doctors were like, we got to be careful because you hold this trait and this could very much affect your child. You know what I mean? And it's like, no matter how many thousands of years ago that African ancestor came from, that shit still passed on to the to the forefront of right now you know what i mean and when we did the dna test it gives you this thing called haplogroups which basically traces like your mom's 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 mom just all your mothers and all your fathers right so her haplogroup all her mothers down her mother's line if you go all the way down her mother's line it comes from a west african woman you know what i mean so that was interesting my dad if you go down his maternal line, it comes from Native American woman. His paternal line comes from, it said, the people that conquered Spain. So like North African people, which I believe were like the Amazir or the Moors, you know what I mean? Which is very much like more Arabic influence, which is where Spanish gets some of their words, you know what I mean? But incredible, incredible. Like, it's insane. I can't even express this shit like... I, I want people to experience that, you know what I mean? To dive deep and feel proud. Because I feel like, especially today, it's not cool to be white. You know what I mean? Being white is, like, the not cool thing no, to be. No, you're just, like, privileged. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's all people see you as, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, you're privileged, and you got no culture, and... Yep. You know what I mean? But yeah. I feel like there's a lot of... At least from the shit I learned about me, you know? so much shit you could be proud of and so much shit that you could feel and you know like next time or if anytime you're approached with that ignorance it's like you have something to not beat a person with but to be like yo like did you know this you know what i mean and they might get something out of it like holy shit you know and and that's to that's on both sides you know what i mean for people of European descent and for people who are mixed, it's like we kind of got to find common ground on how to uh, react with one another, how to interact with one another. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I ain't even going to stunt even growing up as a as a Latino. It's like you grow up with a little bit of like hostility towards towards whiter people. Like even driving here, it's like, holy shit, I know I'm nowhere near home. And I'm not even going to stunt. It's like you get all these racist ideas and like it's like, yo, if, if I don't know how it works over here, but if the wrong people see me, like, how would they treat me? You know, because I do look white, but my car got the flags. You know what I mean? The music playing is very much Spanish. So it's like, if I get caught out here, how would I be treated? And it's like, you're very much, it's very hostile, you know, for me. And I could imagine for a, a black person or, you know, whatever. It's like being away from home or away from your, your comfort zone is like, very much intense because of the history of this country you know what i mean and i feel like if people knew themselves better it would almost erase that ignorance that comes with you know that hostility or that you know next time you talk about a white person it's in a negative it's more so in a negative way than a good way you know what i mean it's like i think if we all got the time to know ourselves we have something to offer people as opposed to just ignorance and and face value information like of course i know niggas own slaves you know what i mean of course i know this this that and the third and uh, i can't keep looking at you that way you know what i mean 
if you live that way, then, you know, that's a different story. If you portray those values and you portray those things and you, I have no other choice, you know what I mean? Yeah. But other than that, I don't feel like, I don't know, I'm tired of that shit. Personally for me, you know, I'm tired of that shit. I can only imagine, and maybe it's because I look white. Maybe I'm tired of that shit, but I can only imagine for you guys, you know what I mean? Cause even going to like listening parties and shit like that, I remember Jay One. You know Jay Wonder? Yeah, yeah. Amazing yeah. fucking guy. You need to listen to his music. But I went to a listening party for him, and I was on the album. And mind you, I'm in a place where it's just strictly black people, and we're listening, we're listening, and the song comes on, and he's like, "Yo, this is my boy Solus. He's on this next track, blah blah." blah. And as my verse comes on, one of the guys is like, "Yo, that's the white boy." And then another person, her name is Frequency. I don't know if you guys know Frequency, another great artist. She was like, the music's playing, mind you, and she's like, he ain't white, and the music he's playing, and he, I guess he didn't hear it, but he's like, yo, bro, this is the white boy, and she was like, bro, he ain't white, like, <laughs> and it just, it, bro, that moment always stuck with me, you know what I mean? Because that's kind of like the story of my life, where it's like, I very much look white, I very much do not feel white. And it's like wherever I go, it's that conflict of like people treating me this way when I'm really this way. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like that could be the story of a lot of people of European descent had they or if they take the time to understand themselves where it's like, I'm pretty sure people look at you and they could automatically be like, oh, well, he his his great parents must have owned slaves and blah, blah, blah. Little do they know, like, bro, like, all right maybe your Italian side if it went that deep but bro they came here three generations ago you know what I mean like it ain't you your family didn't even get to indulge in that had they given the chance you know what I mean like and you could tell them the story of how your grandma didn't or your great grandma didn't even know English because she was too busy listening to Gaelic music and mm -hmm. speaking Gaelic and it's like what like anybody could treat you a certain way because they just have that perspective of white people in, in the United States and you could easily just cut that shit down real fast. You know what I mean? Had you knew or have you known or have you connected? And don't get me wrong, for those that do have that connection because there's very much are those people, it's like, acknowledge it, but then make that change and make that extra step or that extra, whatever it takes for you to know something else about your culture and, and much more than just slavery, you know what I mean? It's much more than just fucking the bad, you know what I mean? You could acknowledge that shit and be like, wow, that fucking sucks, but at least I know that it's deeper than that, you know what I mean? It goes deeper than that. Before that, where were we? What were we doing? What's the proud shit that I could be, be proud about, you know? Not saying to ignore it, but dig deeper. You know, and find some significance. Thank you for doing this. <laughs> Thank you for having me, Dude, bro. That was probably listen, man, we got a lot of interesting conversations here, but today that I just I want I really appreciate you, man. Thank you, man. Thank yeah, you. Thank absolutely. you. Absolutely. If it wasn't if we weren't at two hours, I, I wouldn't cut it. I Yo, wanna bro. I wanna go for another four, but <laughs> <laughs> whenever we could do another one, whenever oh, you, dude, we'll have you down back. the line, you for sure. I for bookmark sure, bro. a few a few different topics I wanna bring up anyway for next time. So Oh, that's lit. We're gonna jump in. That's lit. Um, I was thinking to myself the whole right here, I'm like, fuck, how am I gonna top turk? 
Hamaga top tier. <laughs> Yo, dude, he's crazy, bro. Nah, and that's no, my brother, bro. I, I love him like my brother. That's what I'm saying. Shout out to our boys, dude. Shout out to our community. You know, all the people coming together. That's the one thing. Hey, the music does bring us all together. Everybody daps us up, and everybody's just cool, man. Everybody sure. love everybody, and that's yeah. the one thing about at least the music gets it right. Like the music people, they're in the culture. Like they understand because you have to, right? Like mm-hmm. I, yeah, like you, like you're span, like. Dude, I go into those, like, not, like, maybe not the listening party or whatever, but, like, I'm around, I'm in front of, I'm just me and rappers, right? And they're like, who's this guy, the camera guy, or, you know? And then, oh, no, I'm going to go out there I got that one time. something, right? I so, got that one time. Yeah, yeah. man, but um, let people know, you know, where they can find you and, and um, you know, listen to your music. I'll, for everybody listening and watching, I'll have all the links below um, in the show notes, but just yeah. if you want to share I mean, I don't out. use, I don't use Facebook. Um, really, all I have is Instagram. So the Instagram is underscore I am Solis, I A M S O L I S. And then if they wanted to contact me through email, it'd be solis.bookings at gmail.com. And that's that's mainly my two sources of uh, contact. You know what I mean? So they could find me there. And then if they have any questions about where to find me on iTunes or whatever, it could be kind of hard because Solis is a common. Like you look up Solus on iTunes, you're fucking gonna get mad Hispanic people. Sorry, just... I'll ha- no, I'll have the links. So, I'll have the links to yours. Yeah. No worries. If they you. can't find it, they can hit me up and just ask me. I'll, I'll send it all through. Hit them with the bookings, paid bookings by Solus. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm raising his price right now. Um, oh, I wish. <laughs> I wish. I got you, brother. Um, thanks for doing this, man. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me, bro. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Bobcast. We are on all platforms, even the ones nobody uses. All right, we'll see you on the next one. Peace. Woo. That was dope. That was dope. That was dope. That was two hours on the dot. Hey guys, it's Sully. I've been running this podcast for three and a half years now. I've interviewed over 80 people on the show in person and virtually. Um, It does take a team to run this. We have four people working on this on a weekly basis. The only thing I ask of you is if you could please follow or subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. So whatever that is, Google, Apple, Spotify, uh, whatever that is, please do subscribe and follow on those platforms. What that does is it will automatically download the episode for you on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify and the other platforms as well, it will notify you when the episodes come out. So we release every single Monday. So just so you know, 6 a.m. on Monday, every Monday, every week, no stopping, guaranteed. So if you could just follow us or subscribe on those platforms, that would mean the world to us so we can keep this podcast going, grow the audience so we can have better guests, better content for you guys. So thank you so much for tuning in and listening and hearing me out here at the end of this episode. I will see you on the next one. All right, peace. Peace.